Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, but not this week. This week, we're playing a little bit of Monster of the Week, a game by Evil Hat Productions, and it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, so we're going to be doing something a little different. But still the same, every episode is a microplot complete with adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into an overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. Though, hey, hang around for Monster of the Week. It's going to be fun. Today, we are joined by Stella. Hi. So, um, Stella is a half-human, half-dragon, though her dragon traits are not very apparent in her form. You could just see it in her eyes. And she has tiny horns that she um, covers with space buns. She is a monstrous hunter. She is the monstrous. Um, and she has she has kind of like um, short white hair with bangs that she keeps in space buns. And, um, and she has very pale skin. She's really tall. She's like six feet, but she wears heels. So she's usually 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, and uh, tall and thin. And she's wearing a um, a revealing black party dress that's like a maxi dress that goes all the way down. It has a kind of a halter top. It's, it's pretty cool. And yeah, she has she has blue eyes. And that's Stella. And we have Will. Hey everybody, it's me, Will. You know, I'm just a pretty chill guy. I used to be in a punk rock band. I'm pretty tall, shaved my head, covered in, you know, like some tattoos, you know, but that's just like the life I lived. Um, I got a pretty bad sleep disorder, and, uh, you know, that's just me. And hi, I'm Bill. I control Will when he's asleep. I'm a spooky hunter. I'm the thing that's under your bed, in your closet. But I'm pretty chill guy as well. So me and Will, we get along. And Skirmish. Hello, uh, I'm Sean McCready. Uh, they call me Skirmish, though. Uh, I'm a professional monster hunter, uh, part of a clandestine organization, and basically what we do is we go out and collect bounties on different monsters. I'm about uh, six foot one, receding hairline, even though I'm 29, uh, so I shave it rather close. Uh, I'm wearing a nice dapper uh, gray three-piece suit, custom tailored, usually what to wear, but, uh, you know, it's a little different tie and whatnot to be a little fancier today. Uh, let's see, what else? I'm a little unshaven. I missed my afternoon shave today. I got close cropped brown hair and uh, I don't know, ready for action, that's all. You all are rolling up to what looks like the most opulent casino you have ever seen. However, the weird thing is it's located in the middle of a very, very dense forest. Um, what are you guys rolling up in? Uh, Will's pretty broke, uh, so, you know, he has his, like, nicest suit, but he bought it during his punk phase, so it's all, like, bespoke with, like, curls, it's, like, way too dramatic, like, goth kid at the prom, and he is just, like, so uncomfortable in it, and he's, uh, also in an uber pool. <laughs> so there's, like, multiple other people here with me. Yeah, I would be one of those people um, with with Willie and the Uber pool. Normally, I wouldn't like get an Uber pool. Like, I'm just gonna get myself an Uber large because I can afford it. 
And um, and I am wearing some like some fancy makeup, usually mostly with eyeliner, but keeping my eyelashes stark white because they're like special, you know. And I'm wearing a black floor length dress that's kind of like a halter gown. Um, it was like around a thousand dollars, but it's not like it wasn't. It's not really fancy or anything. It's just really good material. So yeah, Stella's just wearing this really like <laughs> fancy dress. <laughs> Because she likes to do that. Oh yeah, and still and still out of heels, of course. But oh yeah, I'm I'm, and I'm in the Uber pool because you know Willie's my pal. We we get along. Yeah, Will's Will's a cool Will's a chill dude. So uh, skirmish is pulling up in a very ostentatious van. The van is uh, emblazoned with the uh, the acronym MESS M E S S for Monster Extermination Service Squad, and uh, he's not uh, beneath advertising. So he, he pulls up, because you never know where uh, clientele will be. And uh, it's a pretty, if I must say, it's a rad van. It's fast, and uh, although it sticks out like a sore thumb, but that's by design. So I'm pulling up, uh, stepping out, and then brushing a little bit of dirt off my, my pants and whatnot. Great. Um, you all walk in to Hell Casino um, as the lights so proudly proudly declare and you are in the entryway which is covered in what seems to be white marble tiles um and dripping in gold but instead of going up to the front desk you see a little boy wearing a knitted mushroom hat that's red and has little white Spots, but it's knitted and pulled down low over his ears waving at you off to the side next to a door I will wave back and, and, and smile, try to be as charming as possible. Though I, I don't take my big sunglasses off, though. Um, he rushes over and he says, Hi, hi, are you guys here for the the dinner party? Did you get the invite that I sent out? And as you guys all recall and magically, seemingly feel in your pockets if you didn't remember to grab it, a heavy piece of paper is sitting there. Stella, your pocket, it's tucked into your um, top. Okay. Yeah, she's just gonna like casually um, take it out. It's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize this was in there. She's gonna open it and read it. <laughs> um, inside, it says you've been formally invited to Hell Casino's social event of the year, the Hell Mystery Dinner Party. Uh, what does it look like? A child wrote this note. Like, do, do the facts line up more or less? Yes. Okay. Well, then, uh, he like smiles like a forced smile and goes like all right well let's um let's go to your dinner party and he kind of like gives stella a look um yeah like stella kind of like tilts her head um back at him and then she she uh he turns to the child and says still hasn't taken off her sunglasses uh yeah i mean sure that sounds like fun I mean, I like I like parties and I like dinner. So where is this dinner party? In the casino, that is. I mean, obviously it's in the casino, but... It's it's through the door, and I made all the decorations myself, and I'm very excited you came. Are you coming, mister? He s- says to Skirmish. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, one moment. So Skirmish is lighting up a cigarette because it calms his nerves. He's a little uncomfortable in a loud environment like a casino, but he tries to play it cool. Uh, he sees Stella and will and he recognizes them and so he's like uh yeah absolutely i would love to join you uh which way do we go 
follow me. And he takes off um, down a side door um, that is marked with a mushroom um, that kind of it's it's obviously not like a real mushroom. It's like a red mushroom that matches his hat. Um, and you guys kind of walk down some hallways and then you are brought upon a dining room that has, well, some stuff in it. If you'd like to look around, mainly the main um, attraction of this dining room is a large wooden table and it is filled with food. So Skirmish will immediately look for fine cheeses and fruit. Does he see that? Yes, he sees that at the far end. Perfect. I walk over confidently and grab some cheeses and fruit. Yeah. Um, Stella's going to actually, like, uh, she's going to look be on the lookout for um, things like sushi, caviar, tartare, like, expensive things, but also, like, raw things. That's her favorite kind of, that's, that's her scene, expensive raw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's also going to, like, uh, is, is that in the direction that Skirmish is headed? Um, kind of. But the cheeses and stuff are at the far end. The more expensive stuff is more towards the middle. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick up some more expensive stuff and then kind of like circle around to where Skirmish is. Because I want to chat with him. <laughs> However, Stella, you do realize there's no alcohol here. She, she kind of like, um, like rubs her head. It's just like, oh, I thought this was going to be a party. What kind of party doesn't have alcohol in it? Well... And then, um, actually, she's going to be next to Skirmish as she's saying this. Oh, Skirmish pipes up and says, don't worry, my dear. I'm always prepared. And he reaches into his uh, coat pocket and pulls out a flask and hands it to Stella. Oh. Um, she, she just, like, picks it up and, like, kind of, like, sniffs it. <laughs> what, what's in the flask? It's uh, a very fine scotch. Oh, perfect. And then, yeah, she says that and then also just, like, Take, takes like a shot or two from it and it's just like hmm this is this is good so you got invited to this dinner party too what's what's your name i don't think i i don't think i've met you before oh sorry uh the name's sean uh but most people call me skirmish uh yeah i'm a little surprised at the invitation myself um i'm not sure who all's invited but uh i'm excited to see how it turns out yeah me, me too and um yeah, I mean, my pal Will was invited, too. Oh, Will. Uh, will will come up at this point with just a plate loaded with food, and, like, his cheeks are stuffed with food, because I established he is very broke and super hungry, just in general. He's waifish then. Oh. Got quite an appetite on you, don't you, Will? Mm-hmm. His mouth is super full, and once he swallows, he's like, Uh, wh- who-, who are you? Uh, who are you, bud? Oh, sorry. I'm, uh, my name's Skirmish. We'll just say Skirmish. Um, uh, have you met Stella? Uh, he smiles and just, like, scarfs down some more food. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you, rec- you must have recognized me. I mean, well, I guess I was in the, in, in the news uh, a couple months ago. But, I mean, that's all been kind of played out by now, right? Well, you, I assume you've been cleared of the charges then, my dear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like they they said, yeah, not guilty due to um insanity. Cuz yeah, I mean when I tell people that I'm a dragon, no one believes me. Uh well like swallows and goes like, "Oh, it wasn't that many liquor stores." <laughs> so do you know Stella kind of just chuckles. Do you know if uh anybody else is invited to this uh this party? 
And then he takes a drag off a cigarette. As he says that, a door bursts open, and in walks a rather tall woman who um, looks to be about 25, but like 25 as in has had work done to look 25. Um, She has long black hair, and her skin kind of looks slightly sunburnt, like maybe she had one too many laser hair treatments. Um, And she's wearing big red sunglasses, and she bursts in carrying bags of wine and says, Oh, darlings, you're here, you're here, you came. And Stella, you would know this. This is Miss Ruby Hemorrhage. I see. And uh, Miss Ruby Hemorrhage, how do do I know Ruby Hemorrhage? Um, Distantly, she, you know, you've heard of her as a performer who used to perform at some of your more lav- parents' lavish parties. I see. I'm going to say, oh, Ruby. <gasps> Fancy seeing you here. Oh, darling. Of course I wouldn't miss little Opie's little get-together. And she kind of grimaces, but she also kind of looks at you and, like, winks and says, I also brought the um, more fun beverages. Uh... <laughs> Yes, Stella tries not to, like, immediately look at it and rush over there. <laughs> She's just gonna, like, say, oh, okay, well, that's that's great. I mean, I guess now it's has wine. It's a wine and dinner party. Kind of, like, looks around sheepishly. <laughs> Hello, Ruby. Uh, the name is Skirmish. Uh, how do you do? Oh, uh, well, darling, um, I see that you are of the, um... What do you smoke? Uh, Skirmish would smoke a Galois, which is a French filterless cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she says, I see you are of the Galois persuasion. I might um, take a break with you at some point. Uh, Sounds good to me. Uh, I would be happy to share. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, you, darling. And she turns and like kneels down and Stella, you realize she's in ridiculously high heels. Um and like pats Opie on the head and says oh look at your little party you've pulled together I'm so proud of you and he kind of looks at her and goes thank you do you know if Bruce is coming and she says yes yes he's coming behind me he just had to bring the adult Kool-Aid and as she says that the door opens not in such a bursting motion now but in more of a just like coming in and carrying heavy things and in walks a tall um, because this DM likes tall people, apparently. Um, he looks, he has bright electric blue hair. His skin is tan and his eyes are just a normal blue. And he's wearing um, a t- white t-shirt with dark blue wings across the front. And he is carrying um, a box of not wine, but um, other hard liquors. And also a box of cookies that are labeled Opie with a little mushroom charm on them. Um, and he walks and he says, what's up, little dude? I brought you some cookies, your favorite. And he hands them to him. And then he looks around at the other adults and he says, and I brought the other thing that we need to survive this party. Uh, perfect. My, uh, my wine and, excuse me, my cheese and fruit was getting a bit lonely. So what you've brought in will accompany it quite nicely. Uh, Willie smiles and goes, I can't drink because of the pills I'm on, but I'm cool. And he pops a couple edible gummies. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at Skirmish and goes, smoking's bad for your lungs. I think the science is still out. 
<laughs> scarf, scarf, scarf. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to be like, well, I do like myself a, a fruity drink. Uh, it was going to go well with this ceviche. Uh, Willie goes wide-eyed, this ceviche? <laughs> and goes back to like the big table full of food looking for raw fish. <laughs> uh, Opie, as you guys are kind of introducing each other and talking... He has stood himself at the center, at the head of the table, and by stood himself, he is literally standing on his chair. This is a very small child, um, very short child. And he claps his hands together and he says, well, uh, let's sit down and let's begin. Um, you just kind of sit wherever. I don't really assign anything because, you know, the best friends are the friends we make randomly. And then after we kind of eat a little bit, then the mystery will begin. Uh, Willie fully, or sorry, Will grabs a full second plate when he says we'll eat a little. Like, once he realizes there's a time limit, he's like, okay, time to start. <laughs> and then picks the seat closest to the food. Uh, Skarmish will pick a seat uh, furthest away from the door, facing the door, just in case. That's just what he's trained to do. Yeah, Stella's going to sit as close as possible to the to the booze so people can't see <laughs> how much she's <laughs> drinking or just, like, even just... Um, or even just like putting in, in glasses right beside her just to see it's there. <laughs> she she is she is greedy. Um and she's she's not but she's not eating a lot. She's um she's just picking out like the she's being very picky. Just like having a few things on a plate. Uh Will keeps passing by and being like, Get a plate, I'll eat it. Get a plate. <laughs> and and I I did I do that for Will. <laughs> Hell yeah, he goes up to three plates. <laughs> So he'll um, he'll move next to Stella in this case, so he can eat off of her plate. Excellent. Uh, Opie sits at the head of the table. Um, Ruby sits next to Stella, and Bruce kind of sits next to Skirmish, but like in like a this was the last seat available kind of way. Um, and as you guys are kind of eating and chowing down, you do notice some interesting concoctions. Um, there is a plate of whipped cream and jelly beans in there um there's also some veg some like sad looking vegetable plates that you have a feeling the seven-year-old did not choose willingly um there's also uh very fancy foods like caviar and the fish and there's also some like steak and then there's some like hamburgers that you notice from like a local chain that are still in their wrappers um, and you get the feeling that this child was left alone with way too much money i like this kid's style <laughs> same here so I, uh skirmish will eye the child as he picks up one of the vegetables from the vegetable tray and then dips it into the whipped cream to kind of like yeah this is going to be great and then takes a bite Swallows it down and, hmm, excellent choices. Who who was the selector of food for this party? Because this is delightful. Um, Opie kind of pops up and he goes, oh, it was me. I got um, the, like, magic card thingy. And he, like, reaches in his pocket for a second. He pulls out, like, a gold Visa credit card. And it's like, and um, mommy and daddy said I could like order whatever I wanted. And so I did. And all I have to do is tell the man what I want. And then I like tap it on this box and then it comes. Isn't that so cool? It's like magic. It really is. Uh, Willie's firm anti-capitalist youth is just raging inside of him. So he's just face down, like looking at the plate of food in front of him, eating extra hard, knowing that how this kid paid for this. Uh, 
And Ruby kind of smiles and she says, yes, darling, you did excellent. This is a wonderful party. Um, and you guys kind of continue eating for a little bit. Um, how many plates of food does Will get down? Um, he averages like one meal a day. Like usually without a vegetable, it's just like a piece of protein he bought. And then like he spends way too much money on sauces and stuff like that. And then like rice. Um, he mostly is working multiple jobs and stuff like that. So if he is for, yeah, he could probably clear about six plates, like a full, full of, of food. Cause I, I, as a player, I don't want a meta game. This is a pretty skinny guy can clear about four. If I'm thinking the way that this is, and just a little wish fulfillment for me, man, if I could eat six, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, he's, he's probably, like, mid-five right now. Okay. As you are finishing up that fifth plate, um, the lights go out. The lights go dark, and you hear a couple of gasps, but not screams, and a couple of doors shutting before the lights come back on, and Opie is still sitting there, and he, in fact, has found the whipped cream and jelly beans and is chowing down still. The lights did not bother him. And... Ruby and Bruce are gone. Uh, did anybody see where Ruby and Bruce went? I do not see them. Did they just, like, turn the lights off when they went to the washroom, or...? Well, they were sitting with us, so I doubt they turned off the lights. Perhaps they did, I don't know. Uh, Will, with his mouth full, is like, Wow, this is a big mystery we're gonna have to solve, and goes in for plate six. <laughs> he fully <laughs> thinks this is just part of the kid's plan. He's going to be he that can... character in the horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> While he's getting his sixth plate, uh, Skirmish will grab a handful of jelly beans and pocket them for later. Bro, they're covered in whipped cream. You're no, no, no. A nice they're, suit. You, you can optionally dip them in the whipped cream. That's, you oh, know, it was optional? It, this is a fancy okay. party. Right, that's right. <laughs> fancy party. Obviously, your whipped cream jelly beans are going to yes, be optional. <laughs> They're, they're deconstructed, right? Deconstru oh. <laughs> Guys, this is embarrassing. Can we cut this out? People are going to just blow me up in the comments. This freaking rube. <laughs> um, if you would like... you. Anybody can roll investigate a mystery. Uh, so for our listeners, since we normally play D&D, there are a few different basic moves that we'll introduce as we come along. So investigate a mystery is um, done when people are looking to investigate something that's happened. Um, we only roll with two D6s. So on a one to six, that's a failure. And I can take a hard move as the GM on a seven to nine. That's a mixed success. So something bad happens or they fail, but they still get some information. And on a 10 plus, that is a complete success. So investigate a mystery is plus sharp. I mean, I'll I guess I'll try. I'm, I'm feeling lucky. Sharp is one of my worst modifiers, but... <laughs> well, I would like to... Can I offer the oh, help boy. action? How does that yes. work? The help action. So I'm going to pull up the actual documentation so that way... Yeah, I need all the help I could get with what I rolled because I rolled a seven. Well, seven minus one, six. <laughs> oh, yes, you do need to help. Um, so the help action is something that you can do when you help another hunter with a move they are making and you can roll plus cool. So how are you helping out, Stella? Well, I'm uh, looking around the walls and under the table because they seem to be at the table 
And then I heard the doors. So I'm investigating around where I heard the door sound as well as where Bruce and Ruby were sitting. Perfect. And, and Stella, what Stella would do is I guess she would investigate by calling out, Bruce, Ruby, where'd you guys go? We miss you. <laughs> I, I guess that's how she investigates. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, go ahead and roll that help out and tell me what you get. Oh, is that 2d6, I suppose, plus cool? Yes. Yep. So eight plus three, 11. 11. So on a 10 plus, your help grants them plus one to their roll. So that pushes Stella's six into a seven. Um, so uh, we will have a mixed success. On a mixed success, you get two questions, I believe. And I'm going to pull those questions up. Come on. Um, oh, no, you only get one question. I lied. Um, so you can ask um, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Um, I will tell you, I'm not going to straight up answer these. I will answer these with information that will help that are in your current situation. Uh, so hold on. Which, uh, which questions again? What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I oh okay so either um hmm okay I'll I'll ask I guess I'll ask what happened here I guess I'll I'll try to figure that out so it's just or no never mind what is being concealed here I'm gonna try that one so I'm gonna like do 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 I figure out a different way to word it or do I you can just ask what straight up what is concealed here oh okay um so okay so Stella's gonna say um oh so what's going on is there something is there something here that we're not aware of and as you dinner party and as you say that skirmish as you're checking the walls you happen upon a button um do you press it depends uh is it labeled or does it have a color it's just a um it does have a color but it's like a brass color so it like blends in with the lighting on the walls okay uh, yeah, I would like to press it. As you press it, um, wall paneling swooshes away to reveal four different doors. So there are door number one. It's a blue door that has some frost on the edges. Door two is gold with coal dust streaked upon it. Door three is green with leaves wrapping around it on vines. And door four is just labeled servants' quarters. So the third one was with uh, vines and stuff. It was green. Yes. So, uh, what's your favorite color, uh, Will or Stella? Blue. Uh, Will reflexively goes black. Uh, purple. <laughs> well, blue's close enough to purple, so that's two votes for blue. Let's uh, check it out. Um, are you guys gonna go through that door, or are you just looking at the door? I'll, uh, I'll give it a knock. The thing happens. It just sounds solid. It does feel like there's cold on the other side, though. Uh, Will, like, you know, finishes up his sixth plate, sticks one of the wrapped burgers in his pocket, and then, like, takes a couple steps, goes back, sticks another burger in his other pocket. (laughs) And then, uh, not fully being present for the previous investigation, just opens the door. (laughs) <laughs> just walks up like what are you guys waiting for um so i'm gonna need you to roll act under pressure which is plus cool ah good thing i expect cool because i'm a chill guy 
Uh, so that's a, that is true. That's a, we want low, right? No, you want high. Okay, good. Then I did build the right way. I thought I misheard <laughs> a rule earlier and I was like, oh. um, four. Okay. Um, as you open the door, you start to fall down a hill filled with snow. And since you came from behind Stella and Skirmish, you happen to pull them with you as you go down. And so you're all cartoon style rolling down a hill and a snow and like a snowball. Um, so everybody take one harm. Um, you should have a place on your sheet that you can hook, check that off. And um, will mark off a failure. Will that be experience? Or an experience, yes, sorry. Dope. Uh, again, Will is not sure where the dinner party has beginning and ending. And this seems <laughs> like something a child would plan. So he's like arms in the air, Disneyland, like, woo! <laughs> ow, ow, ow! <laughs> yeah, and, and Stella will just like, um, when, when she like gets to the bottom of the hill, she'll just like stay there for a second and collect herself. It's just like looking around, like, what did people see? <laughs> dress is quite revealing (laughs) just like quickly just like you know put it back together and then um and then she's gonna say oh i guess what happens when i don't take my meds so skirmish uh clearly has lost his cigarette in the tumble so he'll brush himself off of snow and then uh take out a brass case of cigarettes and just light another one start smoking again Excellent. So as you guys kind of get yourselves together, you do notice um, that the doorway at the top of the hill is being shut behind you and disappearing. Um, so like, uh, you know, monster Disney movie from the early 2000s, uh, the door has taken you to a different place. And as you continue to look around, you notice that you seem to be on the bottom of a ski slope and below you um kind of worse for wear but still like serviceable is a ski lodge and it's made up of large um, logs of wood and concrete and the windows are kind of glowing um, yellow like there's a fire inside Um, however it does seem to be not super populated hmm what like what what season is it currently like what season was it um when you guys arrived it was summer like end of the summer um it is very clearly winter wherever you're at yeah i'm, I'm just gonna like hold on to skirmish for a second to steady myself because I, I need to adjust my my heels because that that fall kind of that fall kind of hurt so she's gonna say it like is it just me or was or is it like was it summer when we came here like am i just remembering things wrong did i just black out for six months no i believe you were right it was summer uh i believe huh. we've fallen into either a very elaborate underground artificial ski slope i mean it is a casino after all or we're somewhere else completely uh south of the equator i assume look there's a lodge if you'd like to warm up over there yeah you're in a Flattering yet revealing gown, I'm sure being out in the snow is probably not good for you. Mm. Mm. So, like, Stella in another universe is, like, resistant to cold, but I guess this one isn't. So she's, like, or she's kind of resistant to cold, but, like, oh, I'm I'm used to it, but she's kind of, like, shivering and says, yeah, I mean, Lodge sounds good. Plus, maybe they have, maybe they have some alcohol there. 
Not that, not that it's really important or anything. Well, yeah, you want to warm yourself up, of course. Will, would you like to come along? Yeah, and he's just looking around very suspiciously. Like, the tumble down a chute, that's one thing. Okay, I can, you know, he's got a MasterCard, he's, he's fine. This whole different season, this is too elaborate. Like, Will, who exists in the waking world, like, is like, I don't believe in magic. But inside, something is deeply suspicious about what's going on. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, and then kind of snaps too when you say his name. I will say, Will, though you were injured, your hamburgers did survive the fall. Oh, thank God. I, I know you wouldn't do that to me. I, that's why I didn't mention him. <laughs> Otherwise, I will quit right now. <laughs> going home now. Don't want to be at this party anymore. I'm going more home. <laughs> going to find a deeper room in the house. Okay, what do you guys... Do you stay freezing in the snow? Do you head towards the lodge? Do you head deeper into the slopes? The world is your oyster. Are the slopes climbable? Like, if we wanted to return to where the door was, is that possible? Yes, you can climb up the ski slope. It's not so steep that... Um, so for most people who've skied in the U.S. before, we have, like, a color system. Um, and greens are easy, blues medium, blacks hard, black diamonds, double diamonds are the hardest. This is kind of like a blue, a single blue, so it's intermediate, but not too terribly hard. Well, I vote we go to the lodge, get our bearings, and then find out what to do next. Uh, well, yeah. Will nods. I vote for lodge, too. <laughs> well, let's head that way, then. Excellent. So you all head to the lodge. Um, as you get in, there are a couple people kind of scattered about drinking um, what looks like hot cocoa. There is definitely somebody in the corner who is drinking hot cocoa plus. Um, some extras, and there is somebody manning the um, bar next to the fireplace. Mm, I go to the bar. <laughs> um, as you approach, you notice the bartender. It's pretty, like, nondescript. Um, just plain brown hair, bartending clothes. And he says, hi, how can I help you? Um, are you a new guest checking in? Hmm. Uh, so I was gonna, like, look around. Well, I was just gonna ask for some, uh, for something from the bar, but, like, checking in. Just gonna, like, look back at her, um, companions. Uh, what was this, what was the name of this hotel again? Does one of your amber? Uh, Skirmish walks up and says, uh, you'll have to forgive my friend. Uh, she had a nasty fall down the slope, and she's a bit disoriented. Um, she doesn't trust us. Uh, if you could tell her where we are when we are, things like that, that would really help jog her memory. I'm going to make you roll Manipu. Um, oh, no. <laughs> where'd it go? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I love how we're, like, using our worst skills. <laughs> I'm not very charming like, except for at Willie. all. Except for Will. Um, oh, boy. I just rolled poorly. <laughs> actually, don't roll Manipulate someone. We'll save that for later. Um, he kind of looks you up and down, and he says, this is the old gold lodge um premier ski slopes uh next week we're holding the uh the what and he's like trying to think and he's like the r games the risky games some kind of ski competition my boss knows all about it 
And from the corner, as he's saying that, a voice pipes up and he says, Now you better not be holding those games because you know what'll happen if you do. You see, I told you, Stella, we're at the Old Gold Lodge. Do you believe me now? Uh, Old Gold... Oh, this is the Old Gold Lodge? I thought it would be more, I don't know, old and gold. Will just, like, shakes his finger at the conversation and goes, No, this is very weird. I don't like any of this. <laughs> what the heck is a old gold lot? No, we were at a casino. This is odd. <laughs> He's just shaking Actually, his uh, finger. So, Skarmish will talk to the bartender. My friend Will here has a bit of a problem with gambling. Uh, do you know where the closest casino is? Um, I, I guess somewhere up north. Uh, it's, there's not really any casinos around here. How far north would you say? Miles? A plane ride? Well, I mean, I guess you could take a bus, but it would take like 12 hours. Perfect. No, we want to keep him safe, so that that's helpful. And then Skirmish turns... To Stella and Will, and it's like, I have no idea where we are. We're very far from a, any casino, much less the one we showed up for at the party. Hey, dude. Oh, like, I, I thought we were just at a casino. Yeah, yeah. Stella, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on. <laughs> Stop lying about us. I don't like that. And he pinches you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So, you know, I, got a pro- I got a lot of problems, man. One of them isn't gambling. I'm, a per- I'm great at gambling. <laughs> I got a system. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not saying the problem is that you're bad at it. I'm just saying, you know. uh, These... You know. Either they're very good liars, or they are not clued in on this whole situation. Or or they're just part of the the, the dinner game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did, did um did you guys see a small child around here? Like, is is there some kind of dinner game going on? The bartender kind of looks at you and says, I, "I mean, some of the people have kids, but we don't really do dinner parties." Are you, are you guys okay? Well, I'll, I'll remind you. My friend had a nasty spill out there on the slope, so <laughs> please please be patient with her. Yeah, I'm going to need some whiskey for that, please. Yes. Um, I guess, and he kind of slides one over to you and says, I'm not really paid enough to care, but I guess you signed the waiver, so. They should pay uh, you more. I, I pull out uh, fifty a $50 bill, and I slide it. It's like, is this enough for you to care? Uh, Sure. Um, are you guys wanting to check in? Do you want our med kit? Um, I could call EMS, but they're going to take a while to get here. That would be delightful. Yes, please give them a call. We'll go ahead and check in. I think we need to find, and I turn to my compatriots. I think we need to find out more about what's going on here. This is very strange. I agree with Will 100%, except for how good he is at gambling. I'll gamble you right now. And he puts out his hand like rock, paper, scissors. All right. Skirmish takes a big drag from his cigarette and is like, all right, you're on. What are the what are the stakes? Uh, I'll bet you $50. All right. I'll, I'll throw I, in. I, win. I want in on this. I'll throw in all the jelly beans in a pocket. Okay. Okay. I'll bet you one burger for all the jelly beans in your pocket. 
Perfect. Three cigarettes. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in. I'll, I'll throw in my 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 gold um MX card. <laughs> she pulls out of her. <laughs> Will just pushes it back towards her like Stella. No, you went way too high. You're ma- massively over over bad. <laughs> All right. So rock paper scissors is it then? Yes. All right. Um, I guess uh, are on you ready? Three. Yeah. Perfect. Say. Is it one, two, three, shoot, or one, two, shoot on three? No, that's one, two, we need to be one, two, three, shoot because we're not animals. Perfect. Yes, I agree. One, two, three, <laughs> shoot. No, that was both oh. paper for the listener. Okay, wait, no, Stella one. All right, well. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I got scissors. The rest got paper. Right. So yeah, much like it did play out in real life, Will fully is just paying attention to skirmish, and then Stella is standing there with scissors as we both throw paper at each other, and then it's like, oh gosh, darn it, hands you his I'll, burger. I'll hand you all the jelly beans in my pocket. Uh, I'm gonna hand them both to Willie because I think. <laughs> Willie wants the the burger. It's just like oh, like she she kind of like unwraps it a bit, smells it, and then here, Willie, this is for you. Uh, you want the jelly beans too? Uh, Willie like takes them and like immediately goes to put a handful in his mouth, um, and then sees skirmish and then sheepishly hands the jelly beans back to him. No, it's all right. Um, they're already in his mouth. That's <laughs> quite all right. You can keep them. Um, the bartender looks up as after you guys are done uh, doing your little gambling session <laughs> and he slides two room keys to you and says third floor second door on the left room 106 um, it's, it's a suite so I hope that's enough room for you guys well if not we'll be back don't worry okay I'll call EMS and see if we can't Get them up here for your friend. Appreciate it. Oh, and my other friend here, uh, Will, uh, might need a bit of healing as well. Yeah, we, we all kind of just, like, tumbled down the hill. Uh, Will makes, like, a very, like, confused, angry face as he's like, I'm not hurt. And then he's like, mm, all right, fine. <laughs> and then just doesn't say anything. All right, well. Okay. Uh, um, skirmish picks up I... one of the keys. And w- which way to the room again? I'm sorry. Up the stairs, or the elevator, I guess. Um, though I wouldn't super trust that thing. And to the second door on the left. Perfect. Is is there a place I can buy shoes? Like these heels are just—they're—they're they're not going to do it for me in this in, in this cold. Um, we do have a gift shop that has some winter gear. Or if you really want to, you can always raid the Lost and Found. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy something. You never know what someone has on their feet. I'd like to look through the lost and found. Okay. Uh, he kind of gestures to you and like in a follow me kind of way and takes you through a door behind the desk and um, kind of points towards a closet labeled lost and found. And he says, go nuts, I guess. Thank you. So Skarmish will start opening the various containers and digging through to see if there's anything of use Either cold weather gear for the party or uh, an improvised weapon of some sort. So you do find um, on one wall there are a few sets of skis um, and some ski boots and some mismatched ski poles. In a couple of the boxes there's some jackets and helmets and gloves. And in one box in particular there's some like sunglasses and 
headphones and um, some lost ski passes. But there's also a corner of a piece of paper that has the same um, like gold leafing on it from your invites. Hmm. Well, I pick up the paper and um, enough equipment to outfit uh, Will, Stella, and myself for um, as if we are here for skiing. Um, you also kind of noticed that in the closet that you kind of had, or the hallway you had to like room thing that you had to walk through to get to that closet. Uh, there is like a luggage rack. So if you want to use that, you can, oh, you don't yes, have to try to like that was, I could wrestle all that stuff up. <laughs> holding it like a giant ball of, yes, that would be perfect. Great. Um, do you guys make your way up to the room or what do you do next? Yeah. Mm, I- I'm going to get myself some boots from the store, I guess. I'll, I'll take whatever is the most expensive and most stylish, I guess. Uh, so as you kind of walk into the corner store, um, another there's a girl working the counter. And by working the counter, she's scrolling her phone. Um, and you walk in and she says, hi, uh, are you here to purchase some stuff or do you need a toothbrush or what you need? Oh, actually, a, a toothbrush would be good. Um, yeah, I seem to have lost a lot of my, um, a lot of my gear. Like, yeah, I came with some friends and we were, we were like robbed on the way here. So, yeah. Um, but she's going to think for a second and say, yeah, I, I just need some like winter gear because it's, it's kind of cold out, you know, and I'm, I'm not really dressed for this weather. She's going to like gesture to her dress. Uh, yeah, you really aren't, you do know this is a ski lodge, right? Uh, I know that now. <laughs> okay, um, well, feel free to look around and grab what you want. Um, she kind of takes a second to look at you, and she goes, Though, I think you might like our, um, gold platinum area, and she kind of points to a separate corner, and it looks like branded jackets, but, like, branded in, like, an obnoxious, like, coach kind of way. Um and like shiny shiny boots and like skis that proclaim used by olympic champions oh okay well this yeah th- that's gonna work for me and yeah she's she's gonna go get like and any coat with like that would match her dress somewhat like with with fur and stuff on it and a pair of those like shiny boots so shiny very shiny. It's just the shiniest <laughs> boots. <laughs> okay, you do that, and um, I'm assuming you rock up to pay for it, and you just pay for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she kind of looks at your card and says, oh, okay, um, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have your own gear, but cool, just let me know if there's anything else I need to do for you. Mm. She, she's She's gonna think for a second just like up her head she still has her sunglasses on she's gonna be like yeah i think i think i'm good for now but i'll i'll be back here probably well we'll see okay have a good night and she goes back to playing on her phone (laughs) yeah stella's gonna go back to join will and skirmish cool do you guys head up to the room what do you do uh, I'd like to get to the room for privacy and then use telephone to call my agency. Okay. Are you all going with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. So you guys go up the stairs or do you try the elevator? There's a lot of equipment here. So what do you want to do? Elevator. Uh, All right. No, I'm not taking a risky elevator. <laughs> That's, those I'll tell two you, words. Tell, not this good. is what we'll do. I'll put the cart on the elevator and then push the button, but then step out of the elevator and then meet it upstairs. Uh, we'll just grabs a pair of skis and a bundle of clothes and starts walking up the stairs. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Just take some stuff. <laughs> Stella goes with the rest of the stuff in the elevator. Oh no. So, Stella, this elevator um, does not have silver doors that open. It has like a folding gate um, and there's a sign that says, please ensure gate is shut completely and all fingers are staying within the confines of the elevator. Oh, my God. Uh, So, as you go into it, um, hey, y'all listeners, by the way, this is like a real elevator that I, the DM, have had to ride before when I was injured in high school. So, pro tip, check your school's accessibility stuff. Um, Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see the words risky elevator? You might have a legal case. (laughs) Yeah. As you press the button, it kind of lurches upward, and it sounds really creaky, but it does take you up to the next floor, and um, you have to wait for somebody to open another door to let you out. I, I open the door. Oh, no. Willie definitely would have come up first, made full eye contact with you, and then gone downstairs to get another load of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, you make this choice. <laughs> um, yeah, Stella's gonna be like leaning on the door frame as as it like opens, and she's gonna be like, "Well, I I made it up." <laughs> Excellent. Um, as you guys kind of get your stuff together and deal with the elevator, and you go into your room, you realize that this room is very similarly themed as the dining room that you guys went in like the color scheme's the same um instead of like a rustic kind of cabiny vibe it's more of um like opulent casino with dark paneling and the brass hardware uh items in it uh is there a telephone in the room there is in the middle um next to the bible of course because of course it's who you're gonna call. I, I, one way or the other. Um, <laughs> I will use the uh, literal telephone and uh, make a call to my agency, speak in my code word, and then uh, see if they can get a, a fix on where we are located, and then send some equipment for us. Excellent. Um, as you're listening to them, oh, kind of actually, struggle. It says, I, "It's a this is a professional move, and I have to roll oh. for it." Good, read it. So um, it says, when you deal with the agency requesting help or gear or making excuses for a failure, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, you're good. Your request for gear or personnel is okayed or your slip up goes unnoticed. On a 7 through 9, things aren't so great. You might get chewed out by your superiors and there'll be fallout, but then you get what you need for the job. On a miss, uh, you screwed up. You might be suspended or under investigation or just in the doghouse. You certainly aren't going to get any help until you sort it all out. Excellent. So I have, I have a plus one sharp, so wish me luck. I got an 11. Okay, so complete success. As you're on your um, phone with the agency, they take a little bit to figure out where you are, but they finally kind of 
almost sheepishly say Antarctica? That can't be right. Well, that can't be right. We'll have to get back to you, I think. But we can, I guess, send equipment um, there if that's what you want. Well, can we get, at least get an extraction? Yeah, let me work on that. Okay. Uh, and they're, you, you understand that they're really trying to work, but they're just as confused as you are. No problem. I, I think we may have, uh, we're dealing with some kind of uh, questionable transport at the casino I was assigned to today. So just call us back at this number if you have any updates, and I'll inform the, the folks I'm with. Uh, the, the two that, that were uh, flagged by Intel, they're, they're with me. Uh, oh, good. Will has, like, as soon as they got into the hotel room, uh, immediately stripped down to his underwear, grabbed a $45 can of Pringles, and has just been <laughs> sitting on the bed across from Skirmish, eating Pringles, listening to this ho- whole phone call. And then as yeah. he mentions, like, the two that were flagged by Intel, I just wave at him. <laughs> I give him a quick nod, like, yeah, you. <laughs> Yeah, and, and of course, Stella's raiding the mini bar, and she's just like, she's just like, well, darling, you can have whatever you like. I'll, I'll pay for it. He smiles and goes, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I hang, I hang up the phone, and I tell uh, Will, uh, Stella, so it sounds like we're in Antarctica. Don't know why. Don't know how we got here. Uh, but I was right about south of the equator, uh, by a long shot. Uh it so, was a slide. Yeah, that was one hell of a slide. No, no, how we got here. You said oh. you didn't know how we got here. It was a slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was just pulled along for the ride, so I didn't quite get a good look at it. Um, I mean, yeah, so was I. <laughs> she kind of just, like, elbows Will. <laughs> uh, he, like, narrows his eyes, shakes his head, wipes the Pringle crumbs from his chest, and goes, hey, this is not on me. It's on that spooky little mushroom kid. Yeah, what is with this kid anyways? Like, isn't it, isn't it kind of weird that the hotel decorations are kind of like the ones there? He- um, also, like, I mentioned... Yeah. Um, skirmish, buddy. I, I heard that you like have intel on people. Oh, uh, you us? may have misheard me. I um. Yeah, he said we were flagged by intel, so they might not have the intel yet. We might just no, being watched by his organization. I, I, I thought you worked for the company Intel. Are you not Intel employees? <laughs> Do I look like I work at Intel? <laughs> I didn't think so. You're very flattering in your uh, your dress. Well, you might be. Uh, do, do you know any programming? Uh, yeah, I watch a bunch of TV. And he flops back down on the bed. Perfect. <laughs> so it sounds uh, like uh, I tried to get us a ride out of here, but uh, we may there may be an alternate route. I do agree with you. This is very odd that the decorations for this suite matches that uh, hotel dining room so closely. Something's amiss. A Swiss miss. Oh, speaking of which, is there hot chocolate in that bar? I can make hot chocolate. You want hot chocolate? Please do. Yes, sir. Cool. So, uh, Will would like to investigate the room primarily for hot chocolate ingredients, but also <laughs> just actually doing something as a character. Um, okay, go ahead and roll investigate a mystery, much, which is plus sharp. Yeah, much better. Not great at sharp, but that's still a 10. Excellent. You find, like... Not just Swiss Miss, 
but like the most expensive French hot chocolate that you have ever seen. And you find like a chocolate melter that you can melt the chocolate in and like a milk steamer. Like you find the full setup of hot chocolate. Like you can make the best hot chocolate in your life. You also, while you're poking around um, the drinks and stuff, find a piece of what looks to be an old poster and you find the corner and it's the same kind of gold that was on your invitation with the letter R. Uh, he holds it up to the group and goes, weird poster. And then just sort of sets it on one of the... Is, is there one bed or two? There's two, plus another side room that has another one. Cool. So he'll just put it down on the unoccupied bed. I assume Skirmish is still sitting. Um, and then he'll make hot cocoa. And then uh, size up the trash can bag. Because his punk rock roots are screaming, steal this. <laughs> you can fit it in the trash bag if you so choose or the laundry bag uh he does like a, a small like fist pump like yeah and then uh looks at stella and goes you should carry a big purse <laughs> i mean you're right like the ones that i carry are too small and then they just keep on getting like lost somehow i i, I don't know how like i just look away and that and then they're gone uh, <laughs> Will thinks back to all the times he's seen Stella just like drop her purse or like someone swipes it and she's just fully not paying attention. He's just like, well, and there goes another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I just usually just keep stuff in like um, in my dress. Like there are various places I can put it. Where? Just like hand something to me before you try to put it in there. He points to your very revealing dress and is like, show me where you can hide something in that. Skirmish hands Stella a ski coat. It's like, hide this if you please. Yeah, hide this ski coat. Stella Stella actually reaches like into her dress and pulls out out a pistol. Oh. Just like, never know. Uh, Just casually just like looks at it and then just. Never mind. I'm just making hot chocolate over here. He turns around to the hot chocolate and Stella pulls a gun. (laughs) <laughs> she, she, she just casually put, puts, it, puts it back into her, into her dress as if nothing happened <laughs> he thinks about like the big knife he has strapped to his ankle and is just like it took me like 45 minutes to try to get that thing in there <laughs> like, so, so let me get this straight you're in your underwear and you still have a big knife strapped to your ankle is that correct um oh that's a really cool aesthetic yes <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm in Long, You're showing us who's boss. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing the long athletic socks with like the red stripes. That one is pulled down around the ankle for like a big. It's called in in the game, big knife. So, uh, I'm a big fan as a player of big sandwich, where it's like, what kind of sandwich you want? I want big sandwich. So big <laughs> knife, I love it. So Perfect. yeah, just big knife strapped to the thigh, making hot cocoa in his underwear. A tasteful brief. And then he's just covered in stick and pokes. And like, you're at a party and someone's like, I have a tattoo gun. And then you just take your shirt off and you're like, hit me, dog. Um, Just a a long, long series of years wasted. Uh, But he's like a good, he's a good guy now. Um, Though, he does, like, once he finishes the cocoa, looks at you like, so are we crashing here or... 
Uh, we are in Antarctica, so, and it's very cold outside, so I would recommend yes for now. We can look around if you'd like. Uh, I did, funny you mentioned that poster with the R on it. I found this in the Lost and Found, and then I put it down next to the other corner and show the same gold uh, border. Hmm. Uh, Will looks around the room. He's played video games before. Uh, is there like an empty poster case anywhere? No, there is not. Mm. Is there a suspic- suspiciously empty patch of wall? No, there is not an suspiciously empty patch of wall in your room. All right. Well, then he takes one of his sleeping pills and his melatonin and drinks his hot cocoa and goes to bed. So I was gonna look at them and say, "Hey, can I can I hold them for a second to to skirmish?" Oh. Yes, sir. Certainly. Here you go. She's she's gonna like um try to see if they fit together somehow, like piece of the puzzle. Like, are, is is there any? Do they fit together or anything? So one of them is like the left corner with an R, and the other one is like the right corner, just with like the matching um filigree. Yep. Like swirlies. Uh, hmm. Well, it looks like looks like a puzzle. I have a feeling that this is all part of like a really really elaborate uh game or something or, or a prank but we're in a game right now i don't know uh you kind of like hear the bed springs as will or i guess bill snaps to attention at the bed yes this does seem to be some sort of game mm, he's like a little bit grizzled and you see he's putting back on his pants and like vest <laughs> skirmish notices bill's voice and is like you sound like somebody you used to work with. San Francisco Bay, 2017. I believe it was mid-October. Right. Bill! Good to see you, friend. Skirmish, how's things? I've uh, been better, but doing all right. Tell me about it. I'm sharing a body with an ex-punk rocker. You know what he oh. did to this thing before I got it? Say, <laughs> say, I was wondering if you found a new home. It looks like you have. Glad to see you. you're in good shape. You more know me, Skirm? Can't keep me down. You he does a right. predator handshake. Mila <laughs> <laughs> still was just watching this exchange, just like, what? <laughs> uh, has, has she has she met Bill before? Um, like in the hallway or something. It, you usually think it's just Will in a mood or something where you're like, wow, he just walked by like he didn't even know me, and it's because Bill <laughs> doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, she just looks at. It's just like. Are you guys both like secret agents or something? Oh my god, this is the, this is the best ARG ever. <laughs> uh, he reaches out for a cigarette from Skirmish and looks at Stella for a moment and goes, "Yes." Yeah, I opened up the case and let Bill have his take. He does a real cool like packs it like <laughs> lights it up like a pro. Snaps the lighter shut, throws it in the air, catches it with his other hand, and then hands it back to Skirmish. Just like the good old days. Ah, hopefully not too much like, uh, you know what? Oh, <laughs> oh this guy. Yeah, that this time. guy. <laughs> so, are you still, um, do you still not get all the messages from your host? Like, do you know, are you up to speed on where we're at? He is doing his best to keep me down. He thinks I'm like a figment of his warped mind or something. And I just, I keep leaving him notes scrawled in like the bathroom mirror I try, like, messing around stuff at the house to be like, hey, I exist, like, pay attention to me. But he, he just, he's going off the deep end with this one. 
But yeah. uh, that being said, this something's funky. Agreed. Um, have you checked any info you have on magic paper? Uh, not yet, no. Just trying to find out where we're at. Uh, Who's this like kid? How'd you get the invite? A bit mysterious. Um, you don't remember how you got the invite. I know he goes by Opie and mm. is into mushrooms, it seems. Not like a, a party guy but into uh, his aesthetic. Okay, because when you say a guy named Opie who's into mushrooms, I immediately think party guy. <laughs> not not mean, those kind of mushrooms. He's young for that. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't know, like five or something? He's he's a really small child, this Opie. I mean, you, you, you just... I mean, we were both there. You surely remember Opie, right? Right, Will? Well, he's Bill now, and huh? it's going to be a bit weird. But uh, he might not know exactly what Will knows, but, you know, maybe you don't know. I don't really know. You can call me Bill. And he goes out for a, a, a like, you know, respectful predator handshake. Yeah, Sal so, so <laughs> takes it and, 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 uh, and shakes his hand. Her, her, her grip is surprisingly firm for how, for how slender she is. Cool. So he grabs, like, a marker or something and then goes to, like, a mirror or any sort of, like, glass surface and starts writing out, like, okay, what do we know? We know we got an invite from a child named Opie who has access to a lot of money. We go through one of four doors, end up in a wacky winter wonderland. And he writes wacky winter wonderland on the mirror. Hmm. If the kid is orchestrating this, maybe we need to think like a child. Or they could be using the child as a, a way to let us have our guard down. He could draws a point across to a big question mark. Que bono? Well, why is it at a casino? Oh, he his eyes go wide, and he goes, not a casino. He writes, Hell's Casino. All right, of course. Taps the marker on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, the, the kid's parents apparently are really rich. They just gave him one of these credit cards and just asked him to, just told him to order whatever he wants. So, I mean, either they're important people or they're not people who gained their wealth from certain means. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about that. <clears throat> she kind of just like, uh, just like lies back in the bed, hands behind her head. And it seems like we were the only three invited, so I don't know why it was just us three or what we have in common. He draws. Oh yeah, there's also Ruby, the the performer. She's like, she's like pretty famous, I guess. Yes, but if you recall, she disappeared when the lights went out. She did, and so did the other guy. Uh, Bruce, Bruce, I believe his name was. Bruce. Yeah. So are they in on it? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe they were just setting up the whole the whole thing when the lights went out. Or maybe there's something else going on. These four doors, they were behind a, a sliding panel. Hmm. Well, then this isn't the first time they've done this. There's, I mean, unless they the kid had the foresight to get a construction team to implement a sliding panel and four more doors. Or, right. he writes a line, magic nonsense, question mark. That's always my go-to is magic nonsense. I believe that's why we're here. As a being of magic nonsense, I have to agree. Hey, me too. I'm I'm a dragon. No one ever believes me, but I am. And, and then and then she like she kind of like takes her sunglasses is off, and you can see like she has she has blue dragon's eyes. Like uh, I usually tell people their contacts if they don't believe me. Uh, he gives you a look of like such little 
like impress that he means it respect like respectfully of like well, of course you're a dragon you said you're a dragon i believe you like yeah. he's just taking it as fact as like a thing of like yeah of course you know how could anyone question you and then writes dragon under stella's bubble on our on our thought web <laughs> stella grins and she's just like oh my god someone who actually believes me uh <sighs> he also writes magic nonsense under will's name and then looks at skirmish like i think we're seeing a pattern here so they know that we're hmm, all influenced or at least have close proximity to magic i don't have magic myself but i'm around it enough hmm. he writes cool guy <clears throat> i take a draw off my cigarette while you write that and i nod approvingly hmm. do you put your back foot against the wall and then slightly look away <laughs> of course <laughs> as i exhale into the air so and uh yeah, Stella also just says, yeah, I mean, I I guess um, I, I also have magical stuff going on. Like, I know someone who was who was brought back from the dead. Like, he died and then was was revived soon after. No, again, no one believes when I tell them that. So this kind of stuff, I just think, is some really fun magical game. As you guys are discussing your theories and writing on the mirror, you hear a commotion outside and kind of like outside your window as um, a couple ambulances and a couple police cars show up, lights flashing, um, and they kind of rush in. But you don't hear them coming up the stairs. Uh, Willie quickly scrawls, sorry, Bill quickly scrawls commotion on the mirror and then looks to investigate. I'll uh, investigate as well. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll look out the window. Okay. Actually, it's all... Sorry, can I use one of my abilities instead? Yes, always. Yeah, I believe it's called... Oh, mm, okay. Huh. Can I see anybody? Like, you said we saw, like, ambulances or heard them. Um, it's tune in, so I need a monster or minion that I can look at. Do I see anything, like, somebody coming out of a police car or out of an ambulance I can tune into? You do see like a couple of people coming out and there are a couple of police officers like hanging out near the um, ambulance. If you want to tune in with them, you also kind of see some commotion over off to the side of the driveway. Uh, he definitely pops the window and like literally sticks his head out and tries to look at the people off to the side. Okay. Can you read the ability and what it does? So, you attune your mind to a monster or minion. Roll plus weird. On a 10 or above, hold 3. On a 7 to 9, hold 1. On a miss, the monster becomes aware of you. Spend 1 hold to ask a question. And gain plus 1 ongoing while acting on answers. Uh, and the questions are, where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do right now? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as the biggest threat? How can I attract its attention? Okay, go ahead and roll. Come on, give me something here. Both cocked. Okay, that is... Oh, well, okay, with my plus uh, two, that's a seven. Okay, so you get to hold one. What is your one? Uh, what is it planning to do right now? So in that corner of the driveway, there's a couple of, like, decorative trees, so they're very trimmed and not super wild. You see a flash of gold, and you realize you're staring at somebody wearing a golden 
like plague doctor's mask and robes that have gold flowing between them and it matches the gold on your um, found pieces of the poster and you see that they are carrying what looks to be a couple of sticks of dynamite so okay just to just to clarify I, I get a good idea of what it's going to do right now but specifically what is it going to do with the dynamite right now what is it going to blow up me as you can as you continue to watch it starts to like you realize it has snowshoes on and it starts to take off up the hill and if you follow like the predicted path you see an old um like ski jump with an old ski shed on it um and that is where they are headed uh Will, or sorry, Bill looks from the window, like, right at his party members and goes, somebody's about to start an avalanche. Mm, I'm going to look out the window, and how how far is this person away? Like, if, if I shout, would they be able to hear it? Potentially, they could hear it. In that case, I, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, like, uh, I, I'm going to, like, yell. I'm going to say, hey, you, stop, over here, you dropped... You dropped something back there. And I'm going to try to get them to turn back and look back there. Because I want to try to use an ability. Okay. Um, what is the ability that you're trying to use? I am going... I'm going to try to, like... Um, it's, it's called Mental Dominion. Um, but it only works on normal human. Like, so when you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, roll plus charm. On a 10 plus, hold 3. On a 7 to 9, hold 1. You may spend your hold to give them an order. Regular people will follow your order, whatever it is. Hunters can choose whether they have to do it or not. If they do, they mark experience. And if it doesn't work, then I have another. Then I have dark negotiator. And I would I would try to use um, manipulate person. Okay, so roll to manipulate someone first to see if okay. they turn around and stop. And depending on that roll, we'll see if you can trigger your ability. Oh my god! So I rolled a six out of five. Plus I have a plus two to charm, so that's a thirteen. Ooh, jeez! Oh, Spicy uh, juice. Um, so on a ten plus for um manipulate person, then they'll do whatever what you're wanting them to do, which in this case is stop for whatever reason you gave them. So the person kind of stops, turns, and looks at you, and is trying like almost like they're confused and surprised that you can see them. Um, and they're trying to figure out what to do. So while they're confused, you have a chance to trigger that ability if you would like. Yeah. So I so I, I take my um I take my sunglasses off so I can so I can gaze directly at them. Th- that's why I wear sunglasses actually because because I use these powers when I don't have them. Um. <clears throat> so I have to roll plus charm. Like I'm gonna try to exert my will over them. So do okay. I do I roll another plus yep. charm? Okay. I, oh my. God. Are you kidding me? Okay, I rolled another five and a six. That's another thirteen. Okay, so you get hold two, correct? Um, hold hold three on a ten plus. Hold three. So, do you use them or do you let them go? Oh, I I will use them. <laughs> um, I, I I will I will like say, um, come back here. Let's let's talk and give me that and give me that dynamite. Kind of. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. That's that's what I kind of want to, want to try to do, but definitely first, um, like yeah, come over here. Let's let's talk. I'm not gonna say the thing with dynamite. Never mind. Work on okay. that. Um, they start walking to the front of the ho- the lodge. I'm gonna look back at my party members and say, "Well, they're they're coming now, so 
I mean, I guess we can... Now's our chance to stop them. Uh... Bill writes mind control under Stella and then like puts on his suit jacket. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I give Bill a quick nod. It's like, yeah, yeah. He like very pa- playfully like shields his eyes from Stella. Like, oh, don't, don't you mind control me. <laughs> it technically, it, um, it, it does work on hunters. Like they can choose whether or not they do it and you get experience if, if they, if you do it. I can use that ability. I don't know if I would. Though. Ooh, that, um, there's a very interesting cheese there, where if you were just like played like a coward, and you're always like mind control me, <laughs> I won't do it myself. You gotta, you gotta make me do it. <laughs> and then That's just, funny. Just cheese that XP. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna put on my my boots and my coat and head on downstairs to meet that person. Likewise, same boots, coat, downstairs with skis, holding skis, not with them on my feet just yet. Okay. Um, as you guys head downstairs, the person is waiting kind of off to the side of the entryway, and you notice that in the lobby there seems to be an injured skier, um, and the old man that kind of piped up earlier is kind of bouncing around him. But you guys also see that figure, so do you just continue on to the figure? Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, and as you get over there, they're wearing their mask, and they're just kind of sitting there and waiting for you guys to say something. Mm, I'm going to say, so, so, buddy, what were you going to do with that, with, with that, what you have in your hand, like that dynamite? Also, give us that, also, <laughs> give us that dynamite. <laughs> um, the person kind of sighs and pulls off their hood and Underneath is Ruby Hemorrhage. And with that, we're going to take our break. Uh, Today, we were joined by Stella. Whoa, Ruby is also like an arsonist slash professional demolitioner or something. Ooh, (laughs) looks like you got some crazy famous people here. Will and Bill. Uh, We both agree that Stella might have to slap a fool in the next scene. (laughs) <laughs> and skirmish looks like the plot just thickened a bit and oh, uh is she thick by the way <laughs> well she was She's tall. very hot yeah well that could be thick still all right um so as an aside before we break officially we do have a review it is short but sweet uh this is from renee 62 and it reads the following the show is great exclamation point uh i love 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 how well the players interact new to D and learning with you all has been a blast five big stars so if you also like the show review us uh rate us and then we will read your review on air and the world will be able to hear your words uh from one of us so thank you for listening and uh keep doing that and keep sharing with a friend or relative loved one you know what better gift than the gift of an enjoyable podcast share with Uh, your enemies yeah just like (laughs) hey i know we've had a beef but this could be the bridge that brings us together is fpk so you never know so uh thank you renee 62 and uh with that um i guess we'll see you after the break Bye. bye bye we hope that you're enjoying this episode of the fire breathing kittens podcast 
This episode's shout-out is from SyncMega40, who says, quote, Big shout-out to the best DM ever. Mike, you're the only DM we want to TPK with. From the Tulsa Drillers. End quote. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special day? We can wish them a happy message on your behalf. You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find ebooks, paperbacks, and hardcover novels based on our adventures on Amazon.com. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notebook with the Fire Breathing Kittens logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make that person smile? Tell them about it. Thank you. Welcome back to this Fire Breathing Kittens Monster of the Week episode. We are joined today by Stella. Hi. Welcome back. Um, yeah, just casually doing some mind control, you know. Will and Bill. Hey, uh, Bill here. Will's asleep right now, and uh, I'm just hanging out, hunting monsters. Real cash. And skirmish. Uh, between puffs of my cigarette, I'm uh, taking copious notes about what Bill is doing and what Stella's doing. Excellent. So, where we la- last left off, um, it was revealed to you that the figure with the plague mask... And the golden robes is actually Ruby Hemorrhage. So I casually walk up to Ruby and I say, uh, Ruby, uh, what brings you here? Was it a giant slide as well? You could say that, darling, though I don't really tumble down a hill. I'm a little more graceful than that. So you saw us then? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. I, I blame Will. I mean, he kind of just, like, stumbled and dragged us with him. Give us the dynamite. (laughs) You're doing a lot of talking and not a lot of handing over the explosives. We're building rapport. It's very important. No. It's important to get the dynamite. Agreed. Just, well, what say you, Ruby? She kind (laughs) of laughs and she says, oh, this old thing? And she kind of tosses it at um, Bill. Act under pressure to catch. Mm-hmm. What's that one based off? Um, so act under pressure. Cool. I don't think we've... It's, yep, plus cool. Oh, good. Uh, that's an eight. Excellent. So on a seven to nine, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Um, you can catch the dynamite and drop a burger, or you can drop the dynamite and keep the burger. Oh... Oh, DM. This would be a problem for Will. But this is Bill you're talking about. <laughs> that burger is hitting the floor before, like, a second goes by. I catch the dynamite. Okay, uh, you catch the dynamite. The burger kind of, from the jostling, falls to the ground, to the snow, um, where it kind of melts the snow because it's still warm for some reason. Oh, God, and been good. <laughs> Will's going to be devastated. Um, 
And as you're kind of looking at the dynamite, you realize there's no fuse. Fine by me. Uh, can I inspect it further to see if it's real? Yes, you can. Um, I will give you, since there is no fuse, you realize there's no way for this to be lit off. I mean, that's good. I still don't want it, like, catching fire or anything. It's still dynamite. Or is it? Yeah, and that's what I'd like to check. Should I roll, or...? Um, roll investigate a mystery, which is plus sharp, I believe. Not great. That is a five. Well, it looks kind of real, but you know it can't be set off. Okay, he just stuffs it into his jacket pockets. So what's with the fancy get-up? I see you're, uh... Looking very plaguish. Oh, um, well, it, you know, part of the game, I guess you could say. <gasps> so it is a game. <gasps> Stella just like, Stella just like looks at the rest of the party. Just like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I nod. Yes. Yes, you were right. I mean, you weren't supposed to catch me, which to be fair, I could have done a better job sneaking, but like, I wasn't going to kill anybody. That's... So, uh, bye? Well, hold on. Uh, where are you going now? Mm. To... And she grabs a bunch of snow and throws it in your guys' faces. Oh. And starts running. But it's not like real running. It's like galomp running. Because, again, she has snowshoes on. I would like to attack... Oh, is she running running uphill or downhill? Away from you, so like sideways on the hill. Um, so what you can do is you can either act under pressure to stop her, or you can roll to kick some ass. I would like to act under pressure, and uh, I, I have my skis with me still. I brought them, and I'm in my ski boots, so what, I, what this will look like is I'm putting the skis on to go after her. <clears throat> but let's see if that works out. Okay. It's a 9 plus cool 3, 12. Okay, uh, we will get back to that in just a second. Hey, uh, Bill, make sure you're marking experience. So if you roll under, if you roll a six or under, mark experience. Don't forget that. Um, This is important for leveling up later if we ever uh, run Monster of the Week again. Uh, So with your high roll for act under pressure, you do what you set out to do. And since it was so high, you do it like so smooth and so cool where you're just like, Hopping into the skis, they both click in, and you push off, and you're right on her tail. Perfect. I'm uh, pursuing her and uh, ain't, uh, asking her to stop. It's, Excuse me. Uh, we would like to leave this place, or uh, can you help us progress in this game that you refer to? Uh, she's kind of calling behind her, like, catch me if you can. All right. I start uh, pounding forward on the skis. Excellent. Do the other two follow? Uh, yeah. Is is there anyone around here who has skis? Um, there are some, like, in the ski racks, I guess is what they're called, at the front of the lodge, like, where you can ski in and put your skis in. Okay. Um, well, if, if, if that's the quickest, I was gonna, I, I was just gonna steal someone else's skis, like, just, like, just, like, essentially use the mental dominion and force them to give it to me. <laughs> but, um, but I, I'm gonna go just, like, quickly strap on some skis and then go with me, because I'm... Like, Stella's pretty rich. I'm assuming she would have gone on ski trips before. She yeah, probably knows how to ski. Totally fine. Um, and I'm going to have you roll help out and hold on to that for later. And then, Bill, are you coming behind? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to grab a pair of skis as well and head down the hill after. 
Great. So you all are following kind of cross. You're not going uphill. You're going across the hill so you can like get across. Um, and she kind of goes into a stand of quakey trees um, or aspen trees as normal humans call them. Um, and you all follow, I assume? Yes. yes. Yeah, we're just trying to catch up. She's kind of weaving and dodging, but finally you find her, and she is staring into uh, a frozen pond. Well, it's not really a pond. It's more of a overly large puddle. <sighs> Slam. So I'd like to collide into her. Kick some ass. All right. So, listeners, on kick some ass, you can roll plus... Plus... um. Plus tough? Where is it at? Plus tough, yep. Plus tough, and then honest success, so a total of seven or more, you and whatever you're fighting, inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on established dangers in the game. So, um, generally, if you're using a weapon, that's the harm you use. Um, and you can take seven harm before you die. So, just keep that in mind as we go along. Um, and if you roll a 10 plus, you get to choose an extra effect. So, what is our kick some ass roll? So, I rolled an eight... But I have a plus two, so it's a ten. Oh, nice. So one of those, you can choose one of these extra effects. You gain the advantage, take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, plus one harm. You suffer less harm, minus one harm. You force them where you want them or you force them where you want them. I'll uh, force them where I want them. So I'll cut off, get between her and the, the puddle so that she's separated like, I can tell she's focused on that, mm -hmm. so I try to shove her away and then, uh, I guess, suffer the consequences of that. Um, so, as you shove her away, you're still on skis, so you go sliding backwards onto the puddle, and with a flash of green light, you are gone. What do the other two do? I'm just going to go, like, skirmish? Uh, where is, do I see Ruby? Yes, Ruby's still sitting. Like, she's shoved down into the snow. She's not moving. She is giggling, though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just, like, turn... I'm just gonna, like, stop my, uh, my, my skis before I get to the pond. Um, and I'm gonna say, where did Skirmish go? There was just a flash, flash of green light. I swear I just saw him. Well, darling, if you want to continue, I suggest you go on the pond and find out. Well, I want to see what... I want to see what the rest of this game is. Are, wait, but before that, are we winning? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask her, just like, uh, <laughs> widely. She kind of shrugs and says, I guess? Yay! And then she's gonna just, like, push off with her skis and onto the pond. Uh, you disappear as well in a flash of green light. Bill, what do you do? Well, I mean, I guess after seeing all that, uh, green light it up. Okay, you slide out and disappear, leaving Ruby behind. And you guys all come to on a bed of soft grass in the middle of a very dark forest. Um, there is mist kind of weaving its way between the trees and there is a path off to your left or you are just surrounded by a bunch of tall pines. Not the same as the ones that you saw coming to Hell ca Hell's Casino. Hmm. I would like to remove my... Uh ski outfit and yeah, uh, me too. Get, get dressed back into my uh my tailored suit that i'm wearing underneath fair enough fair enough does everybody get out of their ski gear it is like 
It's not cold. It's not hot. It's just pleasant. Oh, yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I got out of yeah. my ski gear, too. And I'll, I'll put my stilettos back on. <laughs> it's, it's, I got to rest for a while in, in the room. Um. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll just literally drop the, <laughs> the, the ski gear on the ground. Just like, eh, I don't feel like carrying this. Someone else can have it. <laughs> whoever whoever finds it in the middle of nowhere here. <laughs> so she just leaves it behind. Yeah, next person who takes the magic portal can uh can use that. So is there anything unusual about uh what's around us, uh the trees or uh where the sun's coming from or anything like that, or is it just a regular meadow? Or in a in a forest? The trees are really, really old and really, really big. Um, so since you guys mentioned California, you do get the vibe, Skirmish, that you potentially could be in the Redwood Forest. Okay. Hey guys, uh, these trees are humongous, and that only seems to happen that where I've seen in, uh, the California Redwood National Forest. I think that's where we're at, and the temperature's about right, Northern California and whatnot. Um, does anybody know where to go? Uh... I mean, I, I think I've been in these redwood forests before, um, but no. I mean, there's a path there. Maybe the path? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Let's take the path then. All right. Let's hit that path. Okay. As you guys walk down the path, the mist seems to be growing bigger and deeper and a little bit darker, like you're going to the middle of the forest instead of the outskirts. Um, and after about uh, 20-ish minutes of walking, you guys come upon a d- falling apart house, um, a manor, really. It's several stories tall. Um, several shingles are missing from the roof, and there's plants kind of sprouting up in the old porch. And there is a light on in one of the windows. And a sign proudly proclaims, Haunted, do not enter. <gasps> haunted house. This looks like a fun next part of the game. <laughs> I do like a haunted house. Uh, my head's on a swivel. I, I, do, I have been to a haunted house, and I did not like it. So I'm very cautious. If you would like to investigate before you go in, you definitely can. You'll just have to roll investigate a mystery. Um, or you can go in, or you can do whatever you want. I'd like to investigate before we go in. So I'll Okay, go ahead and roll plus sharp. Six. I rolled a seven. Okay, on a seven to nine, hold one. So your questions are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I'd ask what happened here. So as you kind of inch closer and your head is kind of going everywhere and you're taking everything in, you notice some super large hoof prints and they're in sets of two and they're bigger than any cow or elk or any creature you would have seen normally in the redwood forest you also notice kind of higher up on the trees it looks like some a horn or two may have scraped across them and you kind of notice it like matches up with the hoof prints so it gives you a general height of about nine feet tall and there's some, like, destruction on the house that isn't normal, like, returning to the forest destruction. Hey, guys, uh, we had a bit of training before we uh, were deployed, and this looks like uh, a, the giant minotaur may have been in this area, so be on your guard. 
Ooh, Minotaur? <gasps> Maybe. I pull out my big knife. And I, I pull out my gun. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I put my hands up. I, uh, I have a concealed shotgun in my coat, so I take that out. She kind of just, like, waves it at, at Bill playfully. It's just like, oh, you're valuables now. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Bill, like, nervously looks as he's the only one without a gun and is, like, holds his big knife a little bit lower. Well, you know what they uh, say, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. I do have... <laughs> Mumble. I also have Should've a big got a knife, bigger knife. And I hand my other big, my big knife to Bill, so now he has two big knives. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> to quote the Simpsons, gotta say, this feels pretty great. I'm <laughs> just holding two big knives. <laughs> Skirmish, what does the horn of your van sound like? Uh, it's in the key of F, and it's very loud. I would say, hold you- on. Ha! Like that. Okay. <laughs> you D- vaguely hear that echoing from behind the house. And, like, through the forest a little bit. Hey. And you know it's your car, because it's, you know, your van, your work van. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, somebody has taken my van here. So, let's go get the van. There's lots of good stuff in there. Ooh, I, yeah. I, like, playing, I like playing Grand Theft Auto. No, 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 it's my van. You're not stealing my van. We're taking <laughs> we're my stealing, van. We're stealing it back and then giving it to you. <laughs> but if I don't give it back and I take it first, okay. then I am stealing it. Well, you guys check out the house. I'll go check out the van. <laughs> no, I want no, this no, van. No, it's well, not well, your van. Yeah, well, it's, the, you? it's not even my van. It's the company's van. <laughs> well, if I get there first, it's my van. I want this van whose horn sounds exactly like a man saying the word honk. <laughs> <laughs> It's to, it's to blend in, you know, to throw the uh, any monsters off. Uh, I, I once had a Volvo that when you would hit the horn, it would say, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> Which did make sense because it was a car. I, I love that. That's true. Fell well, off a bridge. Well, I roll my eyes and I say, okay, let's go. Let's go look for the van. I, so I run you- a little bit faster. <laughs> As you guys round the corner of the house, um, you notice that there's a surprisingly not quite falling apart road that you follow, I'm assuming, because you're following the sound of the van. Yes. Honk. And then we're like, honk. <laughs> uh, and you follow it, and you follow that for about an hour, so it's starting to get a little bit dark now. Um, and you find yourself in a small, tiny, what looks to be like a touristy type town. So you've got a couple gift shops popped up, an old kind of mom and pop-esque diner that, you know, isn't any kind of chain, but it's been there for a while. Um, and then like the single pump gas station where the prices are like $10 above what they would be in like a normal town around the area. Um, and sitting in front of the diner is your van. That's my van! Thief! I run faster. (laughs) I get to the door handle first like I called shotgun. (laughs) I I then show him my shotgun and say, hey, uh, back away, please. Well, that's not cool. And he backs up. I'm glad you didn't wield those two big knives. (laughs) Well, let's just see. I'm holding... You're gone. Well, let's just see if I'm gonna check to see if anything has changed in my van, and then we need to find out who took this van. 
Um, so how are you climbing in? Are you walking all the way around or are you just pulling open the door and hopping in? I'm, I'm, uh, first I'm taking a peek in the window, like in the driver's side window, uh, making sure the cab is okay. And then I'll check the back because I, yeah, I got to enter through the back for that one. So examine the, I'm back. very, Go ahead. do you have the keys or did you I, like valet? I have the keys. Yes. I never so valeted this they... man. <laughs> well, I respect that. Uh, how did they, they must have hotwired your car then? Maybe. Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll check that out in a bit. Let's find out if there's anything wrong with it. Uh, so as you open the back, I'm going to need you to act under pressure, which is plus cool. Okay. Got a nine plus three, 12. As you open the door, a knife comes flying at you. But with your 12, you catch it. And you have it right, yep, right next to your head. And sitting in the van is someone you haven't seen in a while. You might have thought he was dead at some point. But um, it's a fellow employee, I could say, from your company uh, named Gary. Uh, Gary, what in the hell are you doing? Well, I could say the same to you, considering I found your van in the middle of my case. Oh, and where was that? Here in front of the diner, but where have you been? Oh, I've not been here. Uh, I was actually in a casino very far away from here, I assume. So I'm not sure how this van got here, but we're going to find out. What case are you tracking? Uh, reports of a minotaur. Not super sure how real it is, because, you know, the locals, and he kind of points to the gift shop, and you see a bunch of minotaur merch, like, I met the minotaur, and I survived. And there's, like, little minotaur horns, and there's, like, a kid's, like, sandals that have minotaur hoof prints on the bottom so they can like walk with them um, and then there's like a bumper sticker that says honk for the dent from the minotaur um, and he just kind of points at it like see yeah those sandals actually look pretty cool I might grab those in a bit but uh, we did actually see evidence of what seemed to be a giant minotaur I would estimate 9 to 10 feet tall uh, about an hour back at uh, an old manor that looks like it was falling apart so there probably is something in these woods. Old manor. There's no old manors around here. I checked everything. It's a national forest, my man. Yeah, there's like a haunted house or something. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I, I think I think someone made a haunted house attraction. We were about to go to it, but then, well, we heard the honking sound. Honk. <laughs> you see, they wouldn't uh, lie. Yeah, I. I figured if I hit the horn enough times, you'd show up. Well, congratulations. Is that why you threw a knife at me? Well, can't be too careful. That's true. I would have done the same to you, Getty. All right. Well, uh, this van, let's, well, everybody hop in. And uh, unless you'd like to do some shopping first, we've had quite a day already. Um, but we can go, we can take you to the manor right now. I would vote manor. However, I am not the only person in this group. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's a building. Uh, Bill, Stella, do you want to get anything from the shops? Mm, Those sandals. Yeah, like maybe a Snickers. Um, but no, I think I'm good equipment-wise from anything I could get from any of these shops. So let's, uh, let's go find us a Minotaur. All right. Well, uh, Snickers, sandals, we'll do that run real quick. And then, uh... Sun, sunglasses for the rule of three. Of course. You gotta have three things. And then, uh... Hey, sunglasses twins. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get a really garish pair of like bright red sunglasses for skirmish. It's like, oh, okay. I guess to blend in. No, you, they look good on you. Oh. Well, you should wear those all the time. And I smile at Stella, like, got him. <laughs> I, I, I smile back. Oh, <laughs> Just, like, okay. Fist bump. <laughs> I, I begrudgingly. Just like, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the latest trend. I'll begrudgingly put them on because I am not up on the latest trends at all. You're going to be super popular. You should wear them at work, too. You don't think this clashes with <laughs> my suit? No, no, like, looks... uh, you, you really want to stand out, you know? In, in, your, in your line of eh, work. Kind, I think kind of. Notice. It pops. All right, well, maybe this will be helpful later. Yeah, and, and Stella's going to put her, like, really expensive, probably, like, 400, 500 pair of stilettos in, in, the, in the plastic shopping bag and put the <laughs> Minotaur sandals on. <laughs> Stella, actually, while you're looking at the Minotaur sandals, the shopkeep looks at you, sees your stilettos, and she goes... I have something better. And she pulls out from the back and it takes her a little bit to find them. So you have a feeling that this is something that she bought and then couldn't sell. And then is like, yes, I can sell this to her. A box of bright gold stilettos with the same print underneath. Oh, that is okay. Yeah. Oh, like without even asking for how much they cost, she'll just like, I'll take them. (laughs) I'll take them and the sandals. <laughs> the reason she bought sandals is so she wouldn't have to run in stilettos in the forest, but she's just like, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, eventually, we're going to have to go through Stella's shoe closet. Um, <laughs> just be like, what kind of weird shoes did you pick up today? Um, so I'm assuming after you guys are done shopping, um, and oh, by the way, uh, the Snickers is definitely branded with like Minotaur horns on it. <laughs> I mean, I like crack it in half or I guess thirds, hand them out. I'm like, I feel like the Minotaur was unnecessary. Like we get it. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. I just get a Snickers. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, not that Ch- Stella would have checked at all, but like, how much were those <laughs> expensive Minotaur shoes? They were actually only like two hundred dollars, so could have been worse. You get the feeling that she is more excited that you are taking them than she is that she is selling them. Mm-hmm. Just gonna be like, I'll wear, I'll wear the hell out of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Minotaur in style. <laughs> Such a delicate print. A tiny minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I accept uh, the sneakers. Because it's from then I'm Will, assuming. Will? Yeah. I guess we're back in the van then. With my uh, ugly, I mean, fa- fashionable red sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. Uh, do you want to call your uh, agency again? Like, because we still need to get back to oh, the actual. That's true. All right, let me let me uh, hop in the back and dial them up. So I get in the back, contact them, uh, indicate the status update as far as we're not in Antarctica anymore. We seem to be in California, and the status of what has happened so far, um, and that we have the van and the equipment, so no backup necessarily uh, needed. But um, uh, there's indication that a minotaur may be loose, so we're gearing up for that. As you're saying that to the girl on the other end of the line, she's like, oh, good. Um, 
We were worried that our instruments were broken. So you're with Gary then? Uh, correct, yes. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, we'll cancel the backup then, and good luck. Thank you. I hang up, and, then... and off we go. Uh, before you drive too far, I point and be like, hey, does the mileage look right? I look and ask the same question to the universe. It does not. No mileage has changed since the last time you parked it at the casino. Oh, that's bizarre. So it looks like there's no mileage change. So we're up to some uh, more magical nonsense, it sounds like. Yeah, certainly does. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess we get teleported and I guess your car got teleported too? Yeah. Huh. Maybe that uh, Opie is a master prank uh, giver. Uh, Bill is taking notes on the inside of the passenger's window. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a, a board in the back specific. You don't mess up my window. I like the. Yeah. Right. Well. Okay. It, it it rubs off. It's fine. Go ahead. But here's some more colored markers. We got we got plenty. I was gonna ask Bill. Do you just keep colored markers in your pockets? Uh, he's been doing Sharpie this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mirror in Ant- Antarc- Antarctica with uh, all of this information. The next person to check in is like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, <laughs> so as you guys are driving down, it of course does not take you an hour. And in fact, only takes you like 20-ish minutes. And um, you pull up to the house, and Gary is really surprised. He's like, um, I definitely drove by here, and there wasn't a house. Uh, did you guys check it? No, it said haunted. And then I tapped the window where I wrote magical nonsense. (laughs) It did specifically (laughs) say to keep out, so, you know, we kept out. But now it's time to check it out. So I cross out keep and write check it. And so now it's mm-hmm. like, hey, we got to follow the sign. Just got to follow the sign. The Sharpie is so important in any investigation. Because it's I, legal. Now <laughs> I have to ask, is the Sharpie like Sharpie brand or is it some weird off brand that he picked up somewhere? Um, yeah, I mean, he is poor, so it's probably like a Blarpie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little too fat of a tip and it runs out kind of quick. <laughs> wow i got i got i killed the whole party that was a tbk <laughs> i mean hey it makes sense character wise why your character would just have sharpies everywhere and, and he, just like, there's more than one use for sharpening and you can also write with it yeah <laughs> I mean, he's still punk rock enough to lo- enjoy low-level graffiti. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so, do you guys go in the house, around the house? What do you do? I, I would like to investigate around the house, and in particular, uh, look, you said there was a window with a light on? Yes. Uh, around, is that on the first floor, second floor, third floor? It's on the f- first floor okay i'd like to check out then i'd like to peek in the window after making a circle around the house go ahead and investigate a mystery oh uh nine plus one ten sweet so you get to hold two um so what happened here what sort of creature is it which could fall under like what kind of light is it Uh, what can it do what can hurt it where did it go what 
was it going to do what is being concealed here? I would like to first ask what is being concealed here? So as you're looking in the window, you notice that the trim on the window seems to be made out of gears, golden and copper gears. And that wire is like taking off like behind the panel outside paneling of the house. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? So the window trim on the outside of the window mm-hmm. is gears. So like clockwork gears, I guess, mm-hmm. that are gold and bronze and copper. And then behind that layer of gears, there are wires running behind the paneling of the house. Okay. So I turn to my party and say, it looks like there's gears and wire. I don't know if this is a trap, but uh, I'd be careful. Um, I do get a second question, correct? Yes. And you can either hold on to that until you like get inside the house or you can use it now. I'll wait till we get inside the house. Um, but I, I don't want to go through the window. I'd like to go through the door proper. Can we follow the wire at all? Um, if you look at each of the windows, you can just see the wire like headed behind the paneling. And you can mm. kind of see like where some of the panels are falling off that it like goes downwards and it goes upwards. So you get like the vibe that the whole house is covered in these gears and wires. Hmm. It might be how they break the haunted house. Oh, maybe. If the windows start, like, opening and closing like crazy. I see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Looks like someone wants to probably make some money off of people going into the woods looking for minotaurs. Is, is, is there, like, I, I'm gonna look at, or I'm gonna ask Skirmish first. Is, is there, like, um, is there, like, somewhere you pay, or is it just walk in? Uh, I don't, it doesn't seem to be a place, there's no occupant that I can see. Or can I, I, you said I look in the window and I see the wire and the gears, but do I see any motion or occupancy? You don't see anyone in there, but you can tell that the light is coming from the kitchen. I pass that information to my team and say, hey, looks like the light's coming from the kitchen. Uh, Let's see who's here. Yeah. And I'd like to go through the, carefully through the front door. Um, You open the door slowly and nothing happens. Um, do you continue through to the kitchen? Yes. Okay, you all go through to the kitchen, and in the middle of the kitchen, it's kind of set up as like a farmhouse-esque kitchen, so there's a lot of wood, but there's no center um, island. There instead is a trap door that is open, which you would assume leads to the root cellar, and that is where the light is coming from. Uh, Who wants to go first? Uh, hey, Gary, why don't you check out that light for us? Yeah, Gary, take point on this one. It, it's your investigation, with my right? Eyes. We're backing yeah, you I, up. I feel, like, I feel like this is all in your wheelhouse. Trap doors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we're right behind you. He's a good man. <laughs> we believe in you, Gary. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. And he's like, fine, whatever. And he climbs <laughs> down because he's like, well, I mean, they're not wrong. It is, you know, my job. And he climbs down into it and then you hear him scream and then he just starts laughing like gotcha come on down oh <laughs> gary's dead <laughs> i had i had my like um gun cocked and then just like i just i took the safety off but oh, okay I, I, I just i uh i i put it back in my dress <laughs> with the safety on right 
No. (laughs) (laughs) I take the safety off my knives. (laughs) I uh, I shake my head and just say, Gary, you're such a character. And then I I follow, I go down into the root cellar. Excellent. Do the other two follow? Yeah. Yeah, I try to run down first. I'll I'll go last. (laughs) (laughs) It's my bed, as I always want to go out just slightly ahead of skirmish. We're constantly going at doors at the same time. <laughs> I'm assuming that's just like a Bill thing. Yeah, because Bill's established that he gets to keep it. He so what, whatever's in the root cellar. He, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm taking this potato. He's always wanted to be in the opening of a sitcom, and so it's like just oh, we've collided. We're going through a revolving door together. <laughs> we sh- they should make a sitcom Monster Hunter show about Skirmish and Bill. <laughs> For real, though. Um, so, um, you guys go into the root cellar, and glowing on the floor is another... Oh, that's gonna rhyme. Is another door, and it's circular, and it's in the shape of a gear, and there's a handle, and that is what is causing the gold glow. Um, I will... There's something written in it in Greek, is your best guess. Okay. I'd, li- I'd like to transcribe it on a notepad. Okay. And then we can go back to the van and check it out. Could I make some sort of role as Bill is a sort of a ghosty type guy of him knowing Greek? Um, roll plus sharp. Ooh, okay. Ah, no. Uh, that's a four. Then you gain experience. Woo. Yes, you do mark experience. Don't forget that. Um, how many experience do you have? I feel like you failed a lot today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In the best possible I have, way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have three marked, but I think it might okay. be four. Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So you're close. Um, so you, Bill, as um, Skirmish is transcribing, it's on the tip of your tongue. And you're like, I know this. I know this word. Why can't I think of this word? And then I'm assuming you're all, like, headed up to the van to go decode? Yeah. Sure. As you're, like, walking out of the front of the house, you go, oh, Dedalius, which I totally just said wrong, but that's fine. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but that's the word that it is. And what's the significance, do I think? You remember a friend who went by the name Danny because the name that I just tried to pronounce was horrible and he was an inventor of sorts hmm so if uh college serves me correct i believe the legend goes that he was a master inventor and father of icarus and he was imprisoned oh made wings for him and his son but his son flew too close to the sun the s-u-n and his s-o-n fell into the uh the sea yes and um bill you know that that myth happened to be true hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken I don't remember exactly where they were trying to escape from but if it was the labyrinth of Crete that's where the Minotaur lived I believe it was a tower wasn't it you know I, I think okay like I I remember something about Greek stuff it was, it was kind of fun to learn about but yeah I remember the Minotaur was in a labyrinth well, uh, sorry, no, uh, Icarus and oh, Dodless. Oh. I believe they were imprisoned in a tower, and then the Minotaur was in a 
was in Crete, I believe. Was it Crete? It was. And actually, he was the creator of the labyrinth. He div- he made it. Oh, that's right. And yeah. it was a it was an ironic punishment that he was sent there. If I'm <laughs> because I, I Greek be myths are full of jerks, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, are, are we in a labyrinth? Is that what this game is? Maybe it's a, mm. the entrance to a labyrinth. Hmm. Maybe the Minotaur's looking for a labyrinth. I I'd like mm. to check with the van number one to get my snipe, <laughs> sniper rifle because I've got that in the van and I want to start carrying that around. Two, to verify that the information we're trying to remember is accurate. Honk. <laughs> and honk the horn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as you guys are digging through that information, you do find out, in fact, that the myth was true. They were trapped in a tower and he did make the labyrinth. But there's not a lot after that. And about that time, Bill, like you, you knew him, you knew what happened, but then you just kind of lost track. Um, around that time for some reason and um, you're you know <laughs> doing whatever you need to do to put your sniper ri- sniper rifle together and Gary's just kind of hanging out like cool you solved the mystery excellent can we like catch the minotaur now or what are, what's the game plan I'd like to open that door frankly or do you have any minotaur bait I mean what what I don't know how do you attract a minotaur I mean, Skirmish, it sounds, please. Sounds his, like his, a Taurus. What? What? What do Taurus is like? I think they like Gemini. <laughs> last I checked. Oh, I'm, I'm a Gemini. Oh, perfect. You're our bait. <laughs> okay, I, I can be the Minotaur bait. <laughs> she's just gonna like, um, she's gonna like fluff up her hair, make sure that her space buns are intact. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Did you have a, a theory? Oh no, I was just gonna riff. Uh, <laughs> She's probably gonna like die though. No, 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 right? no. What we... I'll do is I'll I'll set up my rifle, and I'll shoot at the Minotaur, <laughs> and not Stella. So that's the plan. Getty, get some gear and help me out. And you, you've got two knives. Would you like my shotgun? I don't know how I would hold all three. Ah. <laughs> well, you could give me back. Well, okay, you're good with your knives. Okay, if I give you one knife, and I give Stella another knife, and you give Gary the shotgun, and then I take a knife back from you, I can trade that knife for Gary's shotgun. Yeah. Well, Stella's just here like that, that, that Claire Danes meme. <laughs> it's just like calculating what the... <laughs> well, the logic prevails once again, so yes. <laughs> uh, he got the shotgun. Yeah, like, Gary's just kind of like okay and takes the knife and he like pulls out a pistol from um his boot like this will work too hey stella's gonna gotta take, keep take it stella stop flashing <laughs> that around <laughs> yeah i dropped my shotgun and put my hands in the air <laughs> no you pick up your uh amateurs but gary does how am i gonna get it if gary's not holding it Gary, pick up the shotgun. <laughs> uh, he does this bit for a while and just smiles because you got to keep it light. Okay, so uh, we've got our bait, kind of. Uh, sound. We got to. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say we should figure out where, you know, because if you're going to use a sniper rifle, you got to have like a nest. Mm-hmm. So it's got and then, you know, we'll put the bait in the right place. Well, there are pretty big trees here. I don't want to climb all the way up, though. I'll just get on top of the house. 
Yeah, it seems like a good nest. And yeah, as for the bait, you can just tell me where you want to go. Do I look baity enough? (laughs) (laughs) Bill turns away. (laughs) I I cannot dignify that with the response. uh, (laughs) Yes, we'll just say yes. Go stand in that field, Stella. I I guess you're not a tourist. (laughs) (laughs) So you do have one hold left. Oh, yes. From your two hold, if you would like to use it. Yes. Just want to... keep you reminded um what happened here what sort of creature is it what can it do what can hurt it where did it go what was it going to do i would what was being concealed here ask where did it go um you hear because the sun has gone down now you hear crashing through the woods from where you guys first originally landed so um not on the path but like slightly adjacent to the path um something big is coming your way Uh, uh, places everyone (laughs) <laughs> Last looks, places. All right. Uh, if you'd like to drive the van, uh, Bill, it might cause a distraction or you could run into it. I don't know. I'm sure driving a van into a Minotaur would do something. He, like, goes, like, wide-eyed and, like, extends an arm out and, like, puts it on Skirmish's shoulder and, like, looks at him deeply and goes, But Skirmish, your van. Well, it's not my van. It's the company's van. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, give me the keys. Okay. I hand the keys to, uh, Bill. He smiles and goes, now it's my van. (laughs) Runs to the van. (laughs) Undone by my hubris. (laughs) All right, I I shimmy up to the top of the house. Um, Gary's hiding behind a tree. Stella, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get out of the van. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) what should I do? I guess I'll just like... Uh, lean against the wall or something? I... I uh, I'm, I'm gonna look as non... Or sh- should I look threatening? Should I look non-threatening? I would I say know. now I... is the time to pull out the gun. I mean, okay. all those other times, inappropriate. <laughs> but now, totally appropriate. But now I don't feel like... Okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Bill, I'm assuming that you are in the van kind of behind the house on the opposite side of where the thing is coming? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have it idling with the, uh, lights off. So, when I hear the Minotaur come crashing out, I'll basically, I know it's not D&D, but I'll have a readied action to, like, hit the gas, pop the lights. Um, Stella, I think you should probably, like, get into, like, an open area. And then draw it that way, and as soon as you see it, just run towards the house or, like, any kind of cover, because the gun people are going to start shooting. Okay, that that sounds like a plan. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she, she's, she's going to, like, be in an open area, brandishing her gun, saying, Hey, Minotaur, come over here! <laughs> Mention you're a Gemini. <clears throat> um... Oh yeah, I've I've got a gun and I'm a Gemini, so like that's 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 two in one. What do, do Minotaurs like guns? And I, I guess, oh I guess I can use Dark Negotiator because I I can use manipulate someone move on monsters as well as people if they can reason and talk. So can I can I do that? Like basically yes, flirt with the Minotaur. Read what it read the like what it says exactly. Yes. So for Dark Negotiator, it is you can use the manipulate someone move on monsters as well as people if they can reason and talk. Okay, go ahead and roll manipulate someone. I'm just gonna, like, flirt with his minotaur, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. 
that's a, a oh wait hold on um mm, two plus two plus two is six i got a six um i will let skirmish roll the help out action since he did suggest the gun okay and that's plus cool Yes. yes. Okay. Please help me seduce this Cut minotaur. Seven plus three, ten. Okay. Keep in mind that is not the goal. <laughs> That's not your goal. It might, it might be her goal. It's going to be a real short-lived relationship. <laughs> uh, okay. So that pushes it into mixed success. So they will do what you want if you give them a good reason. Do you fire your weapon at all? Uh. Hmm. Yeah, I want to attract attention. So yeah, I'll, I'll fire the gun up in the air. Okay, that was going to be my follow-up question. <laughs> Does Stella have enough knowledge to put it in the air? Um, yeah, she, she's used it before. She just she just likes pulling it out on on, on, on people as a kind of just like, a, here. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the, the booming like hoof beats grow faster and um, you all of a sudden bursting from the trees is a 9 to 10 foot tall minotaur and he is running full steam ahead at you Stella and it's not in a flirty lovey way (laughs) I mean do you speak minotaur? (laughs) I don't think I do (laughs) um (laughs) I'm going to just like I'm just gonna try to take cover I guess (laughs) I'm gonna try to like do the thing where I like wave the I'm gonna use the plastic bag I guess I got with my shoes in it as like a kind of like a bull flag and I'm gonna try to wave the glasses wave the glasses um <laughs> go ahead and act under pressure oh boy this, this could be really bad oh yes it is because I, I rolled another four and I have a plus zero so that's a you four. do have uh, luck points don't forget about that oh what, yes what are those two um for our listeners and our players, luck points, you have a certain number of those that you can use to make it an auto success. You do not get those back. So if we ever play these characters again and you've used your luck, um, you don't get it back. You, If you lose all of your luck, then the uh, GM gets to do some fun stuff. But none of you have used luck so far. So if you want to use luck, you can. I definitely will. I do not want to be stampeded by a minotaur right about now. Okay, fair enough. A complete success. So for a second there, um, you are pretty convinced you're going to get hit. But then he kind of stutters over a piece of root and gives you a chance to like dive past and roll behind a tree. Okay. So that's where you are. Um, our van, are you aiming? Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the gas, flipping on the lights. Okay, I will let you choose either act under pressure or kick some ass. Honk the horn Ooh, as you I run into it. it. Honk. <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Honk. Honk. Um, <laughs> um, there's also a goose in the passenger seat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to choose kick some ass, of course. And then I start blaring, I don't know, sweating bullets. Sweating bullets. Um... And, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to hit him with... tough? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty, that's pretty decent. That's a, that's a seven. Okay, that is a success. Um, and since it's a seven, you don't get an extra effect. So I will say that running into the Minotaur with a large van will be too harm to them. 
Um, and you hit it, but he is also 10 feet tall. So when he hits it, he brings his fist down to the top of the van and dents it. Um, and your van, you have a feeling that the van could maybe take one more hit like that before it starts breaking. I would like to, to shout as I notice him pounding my van, say, that's my van. And then I take a shot with my rifle. Excellent. Roll to kick some ass. I scream, no, it's not. <laughs> so I got to six plus two, eight. Eight. Um, so you hit it and uh, it'll take another. What's uh, the harm rating on your gun? Harm. Okay. Um, um, it's very surprised when it gets hit and it starts blindly raging towards the house. Um, and you have a feeling that when he hits the house, you potentially could go falling. Um, I will give you an act under pressure roll to get off quickly. I will do that. Uh, that's an eight plus three, uh, 11. Okay. You react perfectly in time. You roll off the roof. You shimmy down the side just as he blindly smacks into the front of the house and collapses the front wall. Uh, However, as he does that, you see some glowing wires and gears start to fly out and wrap around him and start to entangle on his limbs. What do you all do next? Um... Bill's got his move. I can go. Okay. Uh, he's going to take one of his big knives and try to jam up the gas pedal, <laughs> pop it in cruise control, and point it at the now entangled Minotaur and uh, get the shotgun. And then as it's going in, take a shot and then jump out of the car. Act under pressure for the jamming the car and setting the car off. And then if you successfully pull that off, I will let you kick some ass. Ooh, seven. So on a seven, I'm going to give you a, a hard choice or a worse outcome. So you can either jump out of the van, lose the shotgun, for the t- and lose the ability to shoot at him for this like round. I guess there's not really rounds in Monsters of the Week. Or... The van goes off course and is headed for Stella. Hmm, I'll lose the shotgun. Okay, as you jump out of the van, um, you lose the shotgun and it rolls under a bush. So you still know where it is. You can get to it. You just are not going to be able to fire off a shot quickly. The van smacks into the Minotaur again and he's looking uh, real rough because he is now pinned kind of to what remains of the house and he is getting entangled further within those wires. Yeah, and keep in mind the gas pedal's still going, so this thing's... Yes. Yeah, he's in a real bad spot. I would like... Stella and Skirmish, what do you guys want to do? So I'd like to... I would oh. like to use magic. Ooh, To okay. enchant... And to enchant my gun. Like, to enchant okay. a weapon. It gets plus one harm and plus magic. Okay. Um, so you're wanting to do the enchanted weapon? Okay, yeah. roll, go ahead and roll. Uh, okay, that's for weird. Uh-huh. Oh my god, why do I keep on rolling like fours and eleven? I, I don't get it. It's one of those two numbers these days. Okay, so mm. then that would be a 14, because I have a plus three. Weird. Uh, you oh. succeed. How How does your magic work, Stella? Is it just like you wish for it to happen? Or is it like, do you use something? What do you do? Uh, 
I, I, I kind of just like um, I guess I'm gonna go like Attack on Titan here and like I I, uh, I cut myself a little bit on it and like my, my blood kind of enchants it so it's kind of like the, the, the dragon blood goes into it and makes it more powerful and more accurate so what, okay. what does what does plus magic mean does that mean I could use I could use magic so, instead of um, there are some monsters that you could face that would be weak to magic uh-huh um, so that would add additional harm. Uh, if they were weak to magic. Um, before we finish up with your swing and a hit, I'm assuming um, when we get to you, Skirmish, what are you doing whilst we got a, your van is now pinning the Minotaur. Um, Stella has just uh, made her weapon a little bit more magical. And um, you still haven't seen Gary in a bit. Oh, well, I was going to try to read a bad situation. So what exactly does that mean? I'll roll for it. But. Yep. So on read a bad situation, you roll plus sharp and on a 10 plus hold three, seven to nine, hold one. Okay. So you get to ask me questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers you haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? And then if you use those answers, so say, for example, you were fighting a water monster and I'm like, yes, use fire and you go and light a torch you get plus one ongoing so to any roll that you make while the information is relevant you get to add plus one to it okay so i rolled a four but i get to use my cool instead of my uh sharp so that's plus three i got seven so i get one hold um can you repeat the questions sorry yes what's my best way in what's my best way out um and i will say like what's my best way in you can definitely spin that is and what's my best way into hurt the thing yeah um are there any dangers we haven't noticed what's the biggest threat what's most vulnerable to me what's the best way to protect the victims i'd say uh what's what's the best way to hurt them um, so you you notice while he is pinned down by the van that there seems to be a keyhole in the back of his lower back and you kind of, you've seen some similar things before, but not quite the same. But you, from your just kind of observing, could guess that either you need to find a key or destroy the keyhole. Okay. I shout that to my friends. There's a keyhole in his back. A keyhole. Keyhole? Yes. A keyhole. Thanks for specifying, Scrooge. I wanted to make sure... <laughs> My message didn't get messed up. So find a key or something. Maybe we break the keyhole. Maybe he's a robot. Who knows? The keyhole? Not any other kind of hole. A keyhole. For keys. Right, like you open doors with, not like a piano key. That's a minotaur. What? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Hold on, I'm 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 coming to check out this keyhole. <laughs> keyhole. <laughs> so Stella, would you like to roll to kick some ass to shoot the keyhole? <laughs> yes, I would like to shoot the keyhole. The keyhole. <laughs> so I, I roll plus tough. Yeah. Uh. Plus, unless you have something, do you have something weird? Well, that she, has to go. Does she get a plus one if she's acting on my information? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. That that helps. Um, hold. Where did it go? <laughs> I had it open. Just 
now. Ah. Oh, yeah, found it. Okay, um, yeah, I, I think it's just roll plus tough, because it's, it's not a natural attack or anything. I, I think that's also rolling plus tough. Yeah, but I, I'm going to kick some ass, and I rolled 5 plus 4 and 9, minus 1, plus 1, so that's a 9. Oh, cool. So you do succeed. You just get some harm on yourself. Um, so you aim, and with your magic, um, how much damage is it? So um, the the gun is a 9mm, so it's 2 harm, close. So I added plus 1 harm, so it's 3 harm. So I shoot okay, it with so a magic you- pistol. I'm dude with my, with my blood. Yes, so you stand up, you point, you aim, as he's kind of rolling around trying to get out from under the van and out from the wires um he rolls and you see the keyhole and you shoot and however when you shoot you're not ready for any kind of recoil and it comes back and smacks you in the forehead so i'm just it's gonna give you one harm for that one um but you do manage to hit the keyhole and the minotaur sparks seizes and stops moving oh um, she kind of just like, uh, kind of says, oh, it looks like a robot, but then just goes and like, <laughs> just like goes and leans against the, the, the door wall because she just got hit in the forehead with a pistol recoil. That, that hurt. The, the van is still running. Someone might want to take care of that. I will come around and investigate and take the knife out of the gas. Okay. Um, just didn't want you guys to forget about it. So as you guys are stopping the van and kind of investigating the Minotaur, you hear some slow clapping from behind you. Do you turn around to look at the slow claps? I, I would. Can I look in the, the mirror of the van? Kind of. Yes. Yes, I would like to stay in the um, van, but look that way. It's Gary. Uh, thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Um, and his voice has changed, and it's a little bit deeper. And he goes, "Congratulations on defeating the monster of the labyrinth." And, um, Bill, you've heard this voice before. This is definitely, uh, your boy Danny, um, who you lost track of. And he is sitting there slow clapping like a villain. Well, I'll go up and Predator handshake him then. Danny! <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you were that schmuck Gary. Ah, no, I should probably release him, though, at some point. Um... So he doesn't get stuck. I am surprised you didn't go into my workshop. That would have been so much more fun. However, it is time for you guys to return since you have defeated my monster. Uh, wait now. Uh, so as a professional courtesy, I'd like to take the body of this thing because I do get money for it. And as you can see, my van is a little dinged up and I will need some compensation. Oh, of course, and he walks over to the corpse of the Minotaur and, like, presses a button on the shoulder and it, like, Transformer folds up into a box and a little bow pops off and it's made of the same wires. And he's like, will this work? Yes, but I imagine it's quite heavy due to the con- conservation of mass. So I'll need some help getting it into the van. Uh, I mean, sure, dude, if you're, like, Oh, you're human, huh? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I am. Or, uh, Stella's going to pipe up and, says, and say, I'm not. Well, yeah, uh, Stella. I can give it a try. Yes, come help. And uh, I, I guess I would use magic because I realized that I can, I just was reading that I could do this. It is um, do one thing that is beyond human limitations. So if I roll magic, I can do that. Yes, roll plus weird. Oh my God. Well, what is, 
<laughs> I rolled a 12 plus 3. That's a 15. I'm like the strongest freaking. <laughs> you lift the box and skirmish. <laughs> you, you, just, you just see like this, this skinny, like um, basically like she, she has the figure of a, of a model, like thin, long limbed. Looks like she can't lift anything. <laughs> she just lifts this thing. It's awesome. Uh, and then when you drop it like in the back of the van, the like suspension kind of bounces a little bit. Um, because of the weight. <laughs> kind of just like, uh, um, she shakes her hands off. Ah, well, um, I guess you should probably, uh, portal back and, um, Danny points to a glowing gold circle that's appeared in the, like, open meadow. Um, and he looks at you, Skirmish, and he goes, don't worry about the van. I'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. Okay. Uh, I, while we're uh, getting ready, after seeing what uh, Stella did, I'm looking around for the uh, rec- recruitment application for joining the agency, so I can hand it to uh, to Stella. You find it pretty easily. Um, like, how often do you hand those out? Not out of curiosity? very often, but in exceptional circumstances like this, it's like, hey, I, I would like you to be part of our organization. Ooh, you're offering me a job? Well. I think it, you got to fill out the form. I'm just giving you the form, and then they'll figure oh. it out. But I think you've got the right stuff. Oh, thanks. I mean, that, that's cool. Like, how how much do you how much do we make? Let's. I'll tell you once you get in. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll. And then she she just like I'll I'll just say this for later, and she folds it up and puts it in her dress. <laughs> Perfect. Just disappears. There's not. You can't even see an outline. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when, when you lose price as much as I do, you gotta find a workaround. <laughs> you were talking about the conservation of mass earlier. That dress is non-Euclidean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what funny words you say there, magic man. That's <laughs> the one who's just been using magic. Oh, of course. Uh, Bill, you're always... If you're up to, for joining again, you're always welcome back. Uh, you know me, uh... Kind of at the whims of this old, this old tank. Right, right. Pats his chest. Well, you want to get in the portal? Yeah, let's portal up. Yeah. I could go for a portal. Okay, you all step on the portal and there's a flash of golden light and you're back in the dining room. And Opie is still there. Except for this time, instead of whipped cream and um, jelly beans, he's working on putting in Oreos. Um, and he's like dipping the Oreos in the chocolate pudding. And he kind of smiles at you guys as you appear, and he goes, "Did you have fun? This was my first party. Did I do good?" I mean, it's it's not a party like I've ever been to before, but like that was a really fun game. I I gotta say, I yeah, I liked it. I, I've never done an alternate reality game before. This is my first. So, what are you gonna let us die if we didn't stop it? Yeah, that's really gonna dictate my answer. Yeah, me too. Oh, sillies, Mr. Danny would never kill anybody. Eh, uh, can you confirm or deny that, Bill? Uh, I mean, he's kind of a psycho. Like, he has some very odd solutions, where he was stuck in, like, that tower, and he built wings made of wax, and I'm like, what about, about, like, a ladder, my guy? (laughs) You know, like, some knockout gas, or, I don't know. Uh, yes, I had fun. Either way, he, he lost his child, so you gotta yeah. kind of, you gotta give him some breath. That's true. 
Well, yay, I'm glad you had fun. I hope you come again. Bye-bye now. And the floor underneath your feet turns into another slide, and you guys are whipped down a couple, what you guess to be a couple stories. It's kind of like, there's like glowing signs everywhere and like old Hell's Casino signs. Um, and you slide down and you are dumped out in the front of the casino. Your van is there and along with three bags of cash that are all labeled with your names, you all have gained, um, as you count it, which Stella, I assume you're pretty quick to do, you've all gained about $500,000. Oh my god. She's like a bank teller. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> she like flip, like... <laughs> She pulls one of those out of her out of her dress. Yeah, <laughs> it's a full cash kind of. I just I don't I don't know how she does it. I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> and like she just looks at you and says, "What? There's nothing to be afraid of." Just like tips her sunglasses down a bit. Today we have been joined by skirmish. Well, that was a lot of fun. Will and Bill. Oh, I think it's time for both of us to go to bed. And Stella. Yeah, I, I got to sleep off these um these injuries. That was pretty fun, but also like ouch. And yay, I got I got another job. Maybe. Bye. Bye. The uh. Bye. Thank the Light, a podcast about the Wheel of Time show on Amazon. We also talk about the books. I'm Justin, and I've been a fan of the Wheel of Time books since the 90s. I'm Desmond, and I just jumped on board with the show. Together, we make a great combination of the longtime fan and the freshly initiated. Quickly tell them what makes the Wheel of Time so great. 15 books, quickly, okay. Uh, there's monsters with no eyes, there's talks that are gross and stinky, there's magic involved. I love these books so much, they were such a part of my childhood, they really shaped who I was as a person, so <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Magic pirates. Thank the Light podcast is found wherever you listen to great podcasts. Hello there, I'm Calvin Piper, host and DM of the Wild Magic School Bus, the most unprofessional D&D podcast you'll ever hear. Excuse me, how can you call us unprofessional? Uh, one second, Ohiana, I'm recording a trailer. Join me and my friends each Monday as we travel through the fantasy world of Talrud Mall, a land divided between magic and man. Hold on, uh, are we just going to exclude lizards from that? And robotic sidekicks that were once lizards? Oddly specific, but sure, we can include them. So come along for the ride on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. And listen to D&D the way it was meant to be endured. All right, everyone on the bus. All right. Hey, uh, Zeph, what's a podcast? Oh, uh, yeah, well, uh, Tabini, a uh, podcast is when when a group of people love each other very, very much and they want to... Uh,